Good morning, good people. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live, presented by Texas Family Fitness. I am your host, Will Skywalker Still. It is December 20th, 2021, and your Dallas Cowboys are the number two seed in the NFC. Can I get a bing bong one time for the one time? I feel good about that. Went to sleep and woke up the number two seed in the NFC. We'll talk about it. Uh, but we'll also get into the recap of the Cowboys 21-6 victory that sends them to 10-4 over the New York football Giants. A day where the defense continues to make history. Uh, and the offense started to find something, but we'll talk about both the pros and the cons or the good and the bad from that. So make sure y'all hit up the Pulse of the Nation hotline, 351-999-3787, 351-999-3787. It's Overreaction Monday, right? It's Overreaction Monday, so today is mostly about our raw reaction to what happened yesterday, not only in our game, but in the games that were happening as we were playing, in the games that happened after the Cowboys played, that leads to where we sit right now, and that is the number two seed in the NFC. This is why you have to stack wins on top of each other no matter what, right? This is why, and I hate to use the Jason Garrett-isms, but this is why. No matter who you play, it doesn't matter. You know, Coach McCarthy says this. I love this thing. He says, you know, we're winning and improving. We're trying to win and improve. We're not just trying to improve and then win, right? If you continue to win along the tracks of improving, you should get to where you want to get to. So you take these dubs. And yesterday wasn't even. Well, we'll get into it. A lot of people were, you know, it got a little funny afterwards. But uh, Cowboys get the dub, 21-6. And obviously, we'll talk about all of that today. I want to hear from you guys. In fact, let me pull this up so y'all can get up in here. My bad. All right, there we go. And, uh, yeah, and how did that happen? How did the Cowboys get to the number two seed? Well, they handled business against the Giants in MetLife, number one. Number two, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers got shut out at home against the New Orleans Saints. If I, if I remember correctly, is this, this, this is the same Saints defense when Okoye and I were coming on here. We said, hey, this is a good Saints defense. Uh, it's not going to be easy, folks. I, I know that offense we're playing against sucks, but the defense is good. And the same Saints defense, the Cowboys put 20 points on, you know. Uh, yeah, I thought, looked, it moved the ball, but obviously couldn't finish. Problem, that's what we're talking about here, finishing games. Nonetheless, they at least scored a damn point. Tom Brady and them put up goose egg. And I don't really want to hear about who they had. I, I don't have any sympathy anymore. I never really did. No one cared when we were playing without two receivers. No one cared when we were on the road against KC and our guys get knocked out. No one cares. I don't care that Tom Brady was knocked out his guy. So what? You put up goose egg at home against the Saints. It's terrible. It's terrible. And then the other game, the uh, Arizona Cardinals lost to the one-win Detroit Lions. Meanwhile, the Cowboys on a three-game road win streak which helped vaunt them to the number two seed. Now, is that going to stay the same? If, if things go the way we think they're going to go, if the Cowboys win out and Tampa wins out, they won't have the number two seed because of the tiebreaker. But 
hey, it's December 20th, 2021, and the Dallas Cowboys are number two seed right now, and that's what we're going to talk about. So y'all just going to have to deal with that. All right? All right? We'll just keep stacking wins. Just keep stacking wins. Uh, real quick, let me get some shout-outs in order before I get to – I want to pull something up because I think it's funny. Uh, let me get some shout-outs here on Face. I'm sorry, here on YouTube, Daniel Haros, The Real Darrell, Jeremy, Steve Lupton, Alex Soto, Sadika. What's up, Sadika? Bear24, Kenny Sanders, The Eagles Are Trash, one of my favorite names on YouTube. Mark Smith, what's up, man? Clarence, Jennifer, Tamara, Cowboys fan, 11-12. My guy, Mel, uh, Jennifer, JTP, which is JT Prime 21. Primetime Phil, what's up, Primetime? Jeremy. Halik, TC915. Uh, what else we got over here? Y'all deep over here this morning, man. Anthony Moore, Malcolm, my boy, my boy from 717. Shawnee said, bing, bong. That's right, baby. That's right. Uh, Malcolm Williams. I think we got Lupton. Just Boys. Sully, is just, just Boys, is that you, Dre? I'll be getting a, it's a couple Just Boys type things out there. Uh, Jacob, Tim, and then on Facebook, what's up, Paul? Uh, who else we got here? Miguel, Dana, Oscar, a couple Oscars, Tim Garcia, my guy, uh, CJ Richards, Frenchie the Killer Gaming, uh, G Garcia. Uh, who else we got, man? Just want to shout all y'all out because I appreciate y'all coming through. So I make sure Dakota Fox, Lance Bell. I want to make sure that you guys know that I appreciate y'all. Uh, essentially, y'all kind of like the notification squad. So I really do appreciate y'all jumping in here early. Um, as we get going, Norville, I see you. Mike, I see you. Larry, Barbara, all on Facebook, I see y'all, and I appreciate y'all. So uh, let's let's have a good show today. I think it'll be a fun show. Y'all know how we do, though. We, we talk about everything, and we keep it real. Um, some Sometimes people don't like that, but, hey, everybody ain't going to like you. That's one thing I found out uh, in this thing, right? Everybody's not going to like what you got to say or how you say it. But one thing I will always remain tried and true is I'm going to be real. I just am. With that said, man, let's kind of start this show off hitting the Twitter streets because I thought this was pretty damn funny. I'm not letting Dan Orvlowski off the hook, and neither did my boy uh, Will Spencer. So if y'all could bear with me for a few seconds here, I think this is funny. Uh, YouTube probably not going to like it, but whatever. So check this out real quick. The Cowboys are the third best team in this division, okay? I beg your pardon? The Washington football team and the Giants are both better. Way up. I'll give you two reasons why. One, I think the Giants and the Washington football team are better coached. And two, if Ryan Fitzpatrick and or Daniel Jones plays good football, these are both going to be really good teams and playoff contending football teams. Do me a favor, please. Get out of here. If Dak Prescott plays good football, that's still not a playoff team. Who told you that? Because their defense is still that bad. Two back to throw. Hit. Good night, Parsons again. Their defensive line last year gave up three and a half yards per carry before touching the person running the football. We don't care. <laughs> and they didn't do anything to address that defensive line substantially in the draft. What did he say? The Giants and the Washington football team are better than the Dallas Cowboys. I'm sorry. I hope y'all enjoyed that as much as I did. Oh, my goodness. He said they did nothing to improve their defensive line. And then he put the Stephen A. Smith, we don't care. 
And and it's perfect. It's perfect. And I and I and I hope Dan Orvlowski comes out and, and sees this. Everybody, if you got a chance to go on Twitter, retweet this, tag him, troll him, throw this thing on him so he can come out and apologize. Cause your Dallas Cowboys are 10 and 4, and they're sitting at the number two seat in the NFC with a chokehold on the East. And this man had the nerve, the gall, the audacity to say that the Giants with Daniel Jones and the Washington football athletic politician people with Fitzmagic are better than the Cowboys? Come on. So, please, if you're on Twitter, man, do me a favor. I'll have my guy, William Spencer III, retweet this. We're trying to get this thing up to 1,000 retweets so we can get Dan Orvlowski to address Cowboys Nation once and for all. Once and for all. Uh, Hand of the Fate said, don't forget about Mike Greenberg. You know, all those ESPN buddies are kind of the same, right? But, nah, that was funny. I thought that, that that put a smile on my face last night. My boy made that. So I wanted to share that with you guys this morning as we uh, get ready for this Victory Monday, which means... I'll leave it at that. Y'all know what that means. Cookout time. Cookout time. Before we get to the cookout... We'll hit the roundup. Not really much news, but we'll just kind of touch on a few things coming out of that game. Looking at my Gucci, it's about that time. It's time! It's time! It's time! It's time! It's time! It's time! It is time for... It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. Yes, indeed. The morning roundup presented by... Texas Family Fitness, a solution for your fitness goals, whether it be for weight loss, strengthening up, toning up sports, or stress relief. Our friends over at TFF have everything you need. Today, I believe we'll be doing a drawing for those who have uh, subscribed to Texas Family Fitness via all social media platforms and tag two of their friends. So that'll be cool. And uh, so if you're looking to begin your fitness journey at any of these nine locations in DFW area, Hit up TexasFamilyFitness.com or go in and to get more information, all right? First up, it may be the most important thing coming out of that game yesterday, uh, no injuries. No injuries to report. I think I said this before, and a couple days later, we heard about a few injuries. I think it was <laughs> I think it was Dorrance Armstrong. But nonetheless, they said no injuries came out of yesterday. When, you, when you're able to go on the road, three-game road streak or three-game road stand, in a cold stadium where you had the ball for almost 40 minutes and come away with no injuries, you got to feel good about that. And the victory, by the way, and the victory. So that's good news uh, as we head down this last three-game stretch where, you know, next week is a chance to clinch the division, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I think if there's a tie between the Eagles and the Washington football people, the Cowboys can win the division on Tuesday. But the odds of that are very slim to none. So next week, you're going to get Washington's best shot. So you got to give them your best shot uh, and wrap this thing up. You win next week, I'm almost positive the division's over. Um, So there's that. (laughs) Quiet day for Micah, but he still showed his ability is what I have there. And obviously you see the picture. Micah Parsons had one tackle yesterday. 
I'm going to look at the snap count, but it seemed to me like they were in and out with Micah Parsons, maybe trying to limit his snaps, load manage the rookie who has just been on a defensive player of the year tear. I asked Jesse Holly this yesterday. Can Miles Garrett do what Micah Parsons did on that pass defense? Can TJ Watt do what Micah Parsons did on that pass defense? No. Which to me is why he's the defensive player of the year this year. Not just that play, but it just goes to show, it puts the cherry on top of his versatility. If you go back and look at the actual play, you might think this is a routine standard switch off, switcheroo with the cornerback. Difference is, Micah ain't a damn cornerback. Micah Parsons is a linebacker. Oh, my bad. He's a defensive end. He's whatever the hell you want him to be. Beautiful play by Micah Parsons. He saw the rub route, fell back, got into the lane, got his head around, hands up, incomplete. Sure, could the pass have been put on the back shoulder? Yeah, whatever. Most rookie linebackers, that's a wide-open touchdown. Not if you're Micah Parsons. Defensive player of the year. And then... Our guy, TP, Tony Pollard, had a productive day in his, in his return. You saw, my opinion, why Tony Pollard is on this team currently, as it stands, given all the circumstances, RB1. And I don't particularly think it's a discussion. Tony Pollard yesterday had 12 carries, 74 yards, 6.2 yards per clip, three receptions for 13 yards. He was outtouched once again. By Ezekiel Elliott um, and Ezekiel Elliott, I'm sorry, Tony Pollard actually outperformed him in the yard standpoint and yards per touch. Uh, now, Zeke did get the touchdown in the red zone, which that's really where you want to use Zeke, right? So, you know, he got the TD. So that's a great thing for Zeke. But I think Tony Pollard, y'all, is the guy on this team right now. I do. Y'all coming at my guy. I see y'all coming at my guy. Jesse. Okay, I see you, Oscar. TP, are you with me? Oh, yeah, we got the church. We ain't going nowhere. Yeah, I know. I know about my Kurt. Y'all going in on Jesse in there? What, what, what happened, man? What? Oh, the post game yesterday. Yeah, so what I think happened, what, what, by the way, man, I'm just glad that we were able to, to get my boy Jesse back in the building. He had been going through some things. I did not want to be the one to let that information out. It's not my responsibility. I'm just glad you guys felt something and, and reached out. And he really did appreciate those who did reach out to him during this time. And still, it's he's still going through some things. But I was just glad to have Jesse back. Um, we talked, obviously, off air and things like that. Uh, but I think what happened was Jesse had he won around last week. So, you know, he, he wasn't able to really get all of his takes off the last few weeks, actually, about the struggling part of the offense. And we know how he holds Dak to a higher expectation. So you know how he gets with Dak. Uh, but it was a good conversation. If you guys want to run that back, go take a listen. A lot of what I said over the weeks was talked about there. Uh, just had an, another opinion on it with Jesse. Uh, in regards to the offense, in regards to Dak, in regards to Kellen, et cetera, et cetera. I thought it was a good conversation. Um, again, you have to understand, coming off of games, going right on air, without any time to really process anything, we're just spitballing our raw emotions. And um, sometimes 
I always say it. Don't hold me to everything until I get the all 22. That's why Tuesdays are what we call uh, after further review, right? After further review, because we see more things. And you got to listen to some of the the press conferences and things like that. And we're going to listen to a little bit of McCarthy. But nonetheless, I thought it was a good conversation. We'll continue to have good conversation here. The phone lines are already lit up. So I'm excited to talk about it. Uh, Jason said, can you share? Stevie Matt, can you drop the post-game show yesterday in here? Don't watch it right now. Y'all need to watch me right now. I don't watch it. Watch it afterwards. <laughs> watch it afterwards. Uh, a lot of people said he's too negative. Yeah. I can't speak for my boy. But, I, I, you know, I do enjoy the back and forth. All right, so here's what we'll do. We're going to jump into the first word. Mike McCarthy talks about... Uh, the control passing game, something that I talked about yesterday. And he's, he mentions Zeke and Pollard a little bit. Coming out of that, we'll jump to the phone lines. Maybe I'll get into my takeaways, three biggest takeaways. Uh, and then obviously some point later in the show, we'll do the cookout. So make sure y'all get y'all drinks ready. Y'all bring y'all food. Y'all better not be bringing no paper plates or nothing like that. We got all that. We got all that. Here's the first word. Mike McCarthy talking about um, how the Giants were going to play them, what he expected and sheds a light how the, how the game kind of went offensively. I think more of it is just, you know, I, I didn't expect a, a, a lot of big plays today. I think it was going to be more of a completion game coming in. I think we had, I think we had, what, 12 completions at halftime, you know, and, and you know, if you're, if you're 14 above, I think that's, you know, that's, to me, that's a, a good, a good uh, total to have when you're in a control passing game mode. Um, but you know, I don't, I don't have, I didn't see the second half stats. So, uh, but that was kind of the game we were expecting on how they're going to play us defensively. Any thoughts on how Pollard played today? I thought Tony looked good. I mean, I thought Tony, when you know he was able to hit the corners, uh, you know, he had particularly that last run that he had. Uh, so, uh, it was it was great to have it. You know, have him and Zeke back, and you know, it's obviously a very good mix for us. That was the first word with Mike McCarthy talking about the control passing game, how we expected this this game to go, kind of how it went offensively, having to kind of matriculate down the field and they take away the deep ball. I went back and looked at some of the, the comments during the post game, and my goodness. Listen, y'all. Uh, maybe I didn't I didn't preface this enough during the post game show because about 90% of that conversation was mostly about the collective things that have happened over the last six to eight weeks. It wasn't about yesterday. And yesterday, a lot of people came on here and were just, that sucks. He's this. He's that. I promise y'all go back and watch the game yesterday. Dak Prescott was fine in that game. He was, it was a controlled passing game. 28 for 37, 217, six yards per attempt due to not being able to take a top off the defense. Um, uh, one touchdown, a 71 QBR, 98 passer rating. In a game that wasn't going to allow you to throw the ball down the field, not only because of the defense, but because of the win, I thought that they played the control passing game very well. If you look at the, I believe it was the short passing chart per PFF, he was 20 for 21. A lot of that, Dalton Schultz, stick around, grown folk table. Dalton Schultz and C.D. Lamb. That 28 for 37, very well could have easily been 31 for 37 if one C.D. Lamb just catches the ball right he had three drops and all three of those drops smacked him dead smack in the hands 
No excuses right there. Um, I thought the offense between the 20s did exactly what you want from a offense that cannot get the ball stretched downfield due to the way the squads are playing you. And that's what's happening right now. Teams are playing you differently, and we don't really have the scheme to get the yak like we want between the 20s, so they're forcing you to kind of just boom, 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 boom down the field. The problem comes when you get down there. Dallas is 3 for 11 in the last 11 red zone trips. That is a problem. Not going to be able to get to where you want to get to if you don't clean the red zone stuff up. Um, And me personally, I believe red zone is mostly schematic because the, the field shrinks. And I think there is a problem in the red zone with our offensive uh, coordinator and, and the plays that he calls and how he calls them. Um, there is no excuse to be able to be that putrid down there when you have the players you have. So they got to figure out a way. It's easier, in my opinion, to come up with a different game plan in the red zone than it is to scrap your entire playbook between the 20s. That, that You can't do that. But you can implement different things as we move forward here in the red zone. So I'm hoping to see that. So offensively, the passing game did what it needed to do between the 20s. But the run game is really the thing that I come out of this week very encouraged about. So that's two of my three biggest takeaways right there. Run game woke up and the uh, red zone woes. But the run game, they had 125 or 130 yards on 30 carries between Zeke and Tony Pollard. Welcome back. See Will, right? Connor Williams comes back in. First drive or two drives of the game, he is playing really damn good ball over there. I thought Connor Williams, first quick rerun, uh, I thought he was he was solid. I'll go back and look again, obviously, today. But to me, off the first look, look good. And, and I don't think it's as easy as, oh, just slide Connor in there to run game and wake up. I'm not going to be that naive. But they slid Connor Williams in and the run game woke up. So uh, you love to see it. A lot more pulling with Connor Williams. Just off off the top of my head, y'all can let me know if I'm wrong here. A lot more pulling happened. Um, I thought he sealed very well. He didn't win every rep. I saw a couple reps he lost and things like that. But that's going to happen with Connor. Um, I, I thought the run game, to me, this was important to see that. Because the only way you're going to get the, the shell coverage, Dak talked about it, McCarthy talked about it. The only way you're going to get them to come out of that shell coverage is to dominate on the ground game or be efficient like they were yesterday on the ground game. And they did that. Now, the, the Giants didn't come out of the shell coverage, hence why the Cowboys were able to get into the red zone five times. You convert three or four of those five trips, this is even bigger of a blowout, right? This is a 30-point blowout uh, or 30 to six or whatever you want to call it type of game. So, I think I got a grip on the Cowboys offense. I think I know what they need to do on the road, at least. And that's just be better in the red zone. At home, Cowboys offense has been exceptional in the red zone. I saw the statistic yesterday. Dallas is the number two red zone offense at home. They're 30th on the road. Got two home games in a row. I think you'll see the red zone offense wake back up at home. I, 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 it may be because Kellen gets a little bit more confident in doing some different things. Although when we were successful yesterday, it was about being simple down there. 
you know, handing it off when you're goal to go. Play action, right? Nonetheless, clean up the red zone stuff on the road, and we're talking about a different discrepancy in points scored, right? And more confidence when you have to go up against one of these upper echelon teams. So those are my takeaways offensively. I'll talk about the defense a little bit later. I appreciate y'all for holding tight as I got through that soliloquy there. Thank you for doing that. Now, it is about y'all. Going to hit the phone lines, and let's let's do this. Let's do this. Let's get my guy D-Shift in here because D-Shift last week, I don't want y'all to think me and D-Shift was beefing, bro. We ain't beefing. That's my boy. What's up, D? Nah, man, it's just a very uh, passion. I, I look at Cowboys Nation kind of like, we got different tribes, man, and I think uh, you you guys hold a lot of that counsel, man. And so the tribes are kind of not in agreement right now. We still part of the same nation, but just just different tribes, man. And I like that analogy. I just tend to, I just tend to kind of, I'm, I'm with the tribe right now. Uh, I look at Vach kind of as uh, I'm 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 between Vach and Law right now, you know. Just a forever kind of optimistic kind of. Uh, we kind of don't seem. <laughs> realistic and i know you're being objective as yeah possible, i mean so, uh, Vach is my boy but but Vach is the the the, the crowd Vach's reach for is more of the rah-rah crowd we're going to win all the time we're going 17 and 0 i that's a fun I, listen i love listening to that but i'm all i'm always trying to be objective and he'll tell you i ain't objective i don't give a damn like we're gonna smack everybody and that's cool that's fun well, that's part of being a fan we, we we've seen the emmanuel achos of the world spring out of the nation, you know? Ugh, um, he ain't part of this. Just be, be kind of, uh, we'll just be a part of the nation and then just kind of spring out. And so that's what, you know, I don't want to ultimately happen. Really, really to your boy, Jesse. Uh, that's, you know. Well, Jesse, he, he's yeah, he's a different. He's a different. I just don't, I, I don't want him to Emmanuel Acho on us, you know, but um, being being as it as it may, uh, I guess my overall thing was uh, more or less just kind of. If you ask me if if I'm concerned about this Cowboys offense um, as being like a, a top tiered offense, sure. But if if I'm concerned enough to where I feel like it's going to stop you and uh, just your overall uh, success, I don't think so because again, um, what we saw last night was just a couple teams that throughout these weeks, you know, they're saying, you know, if the Cowboys offense continues to sputter, can it contend with this team or that team? I just think it's all contingent, you know, all contingent on who you playing. Um, just, yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to be at full health, but other teams are going to suffer kind of the same things. So I, I think fortune is, is just one thing you just can't, there's, there's no way to, to measure that up, you know. And, um, you know, just kind of how they were looking at, like, you know, Orlovsky, I mean, he stood on everything he was saying because he, he felt like that was going to happen. He just didn't understand how Fortune really um, didn't help the Cowboys so much and how it kind of confused him to think that teams like the Giants and Washington, you know, they they pretty much done what they did last year. But our, our biggest contention was that because of misfortune, we were we completely underwhelmed. So my thing is what – I'm it's hopefully this is more of a fortune thing and that fortune will kind of swing back to the offense. I don't think it's a thing of, of, of talent or skill. Like I, I refuse to believe that a guy can do as much and put the, the resume together like Dak has put together. I refuse to believe that he should, he's just going to continue to play this way or that the rest of the people around him will put him in that position, you know? 
um, you know, we've seen certain guys like still get better and, and just kind of be held to that fire. So whatever fire that we're being held to, man, I, I firmly believe that this offense is going to kind of kind of um, mold, so to say, through it and then uh, kind of just give you a round two just in time for the playoffs and the defense. I mean, it's just kind of – it's it's also another thing. You know, we're, we, we how we're beating on our chest about, well, if these guys come with these guys and then when Michael started to break out, um, unexpected things have happened to your favor, um, and then the things that you stood on are, are kind of showing themselves through. You know, uh, you know, Demarcus Lawrence was a guy we wanted to get rid of. No, we didn't. Before that, that was a guy that you know. <laughs> That's that well, was that was a small sector wanna... of Cowboy fans that, and, and this is something I got to yeah. learn to not do, Disha. Yeah. I have to sometimes not give no, give a small what is it called a loud minority airtime. And that's a that's something that we well, all struggle with Demar- as content creators. Demarcus just suffered from the fact that he was playing injured, and the fact that you didn't put enough around him to to justify his money. To justify Demarcus Lawrence was you know? good last year. People just want sacks, and that's it. So I'll 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 entertain you sack people. I'll say yeah, sure, he didn't get the sacks, but you can't possibly watch him last year and say. Marcus Lawrence sucks. He's not worth it. Marcus Lawrence may have been your only defensive player that was worth it last year. But that's that's a whole other conversation. I just and, wanted to defend if, Demarcus Lawrence. And if you want to look, what? And if you wanted to look at the money too, like if you look at it, like the the average now is what twenty seven million is is high end money, and he's at he's at the average of twenty million. You, you can't really even complain about the money so much because the market does what it does. It continues to increase. You play, you pay uh, market value for guys, and the salary like cap will be two hundred eight million dollars next trip- year. We ain't tripping no more, Scott. You know we ain't tripping, and now you know I'm more or less willing to see that. Hey, we give Michael Gallup some money. You know, like it's better to have that insurance right there, to have that pay for that expensive whatever, than to not, you know, to come in and have to chance it on a rookie, and have to have a rookie have to go through those woes where you can have a veteran who. Um, you know that 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 veteran potential. That's the other thing. You know, we just need those those vets are continuing to evolve. You know, it's unfortunate like a vet like Zeke. You know, he has the stripes, but unfortunately, the skill level isn't. You know, it, it's it's not what it used to be. Um, to where he he can really impose like a veteran leadership to to buy the, to setting the example. Who is that? You know, he he can bark as much as he you know he can. Uh, Zeke. You know, uh, Zeke ain't you know, no, you, you, no offense to Zeke, you know, but he ain't but, no leader. Yeah, and so, I mean, when he had the talent, you know, he he struggled with the uh, the maturity level. And now at the maturity level, is kind of caught up. Unfortunately, the yeah. skills start to diminish. D-Shift, so I got to get you uh, I gotta get you in closing, young, D-Shift. Uh, all right, bro. Yeah, no, final words, final man, words, bro. Just, uh, final uh, words. Yes. Uh, Cowboys winning out. Beginning at number one seed. Oh, right, so so you think Green Bay gonna lose one? I like it. I like it. I don't know if we'll, I don't know if we'll get the number one seed, but um, yeah, I, I want I want to address, but it was a lot going on there, so I really can't address one thing. Um, I think the gist of what I'm getting from D. Schiff is that he's he's still in the the majority, the the positive majority that this team was is going to be fine. I'm still in that majority as well. Uh, it's just we're talking about each game week to week, right? And we just break it down. Um, let me get Lord Nova. I don't think I heard from Lord Nova in a while. What's up, Lord Nova? What's going on, Sky, man? How you feeling this morning? It's Victory Monday. 
I'm good, man. Three games in a row. We sitting at number two seed in the NFC. I feel great. Oh, yeah. See, I was at the game yesterday, man. Like, the wife had got me some tickets for a wedding anniversary. So, I was up there yesterday, mm. and this was not an away game. We were home at New York. I heard. I, I heard uh, a lot of the reporters kept asking the players that, and they said this felt like a home game. Yo, what I mean, you talking about a sea of Cowboy fans. Like, where I was, where I was sitting there, it was, I was surrounded by nothing but Cowboy fans. But – uh, just to get to it, I just got three words, defense, defense, defense. You feel me? Uh, it's been you – know, how many uh, years have we been – you know, they've been saying, you know, the Cowboys offense has to mask a defense, a bad defense. Right. Now, our offense for, does have to get it together, right? For a decade. You see what I'm saying? Our offense – yeah, for a decade, right? We've been masking the, uh, a horrible defense. Now, our defense is masking the offensive woes that our team is facing right now. Sure. And I love it. Like, that's all I got to say about that one. You know, how about them Cowboys? Man? Oh, I don't know if uh, Miss Jessica's in the chat right now, but uh, I heard her on 105 to 3, uh, 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 the Fanatic, uh, yesterday. Oh, she got in. <laughs> yeah, she got in there. You got to listen to that. Like, yeah, she got in there. Somebody please clip that. <laughs> I would love to hear Brian and Ari yeah, try yeah. to deal with Je- Jessica. If y'all don't know Jessica, bro, she don't play about her Cowboys. She like the auntie that don't don't get on her bad side. I would love to hear that clip. Oh man, yeah, but that's all. Like, look, we uh we woke up look woke up this morning, ten and four on the three game winning streak. Mm-hmm. How many? Look, all we need what we what one game out of being uh what the number one seed one game away. All we need is what, what we Rogers were two, drop a game. We were a two point conversion of way away from waking up the number one seed today. Yeah, and there's exactly. and there's a there's and, a there, uh, yeah go ahead go ahead. Oh no 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 go ahead go ahead go ahead Scott. No, I just I'm just saying there, there's a there's a there's a part of of this this nation that is like pissy, and I don't understand. You know, I, ah, man, it's rough. It's rough, man. Enjoy this ride. Enjoy this ride. I don't get it now. It was windy yesterday, you know, being out there. But I think it's time for us to uh, find another kicker. Just in general, like Zerline is <laughs> not, he, he's not, the, he's not it. Man. By the way, I'm coming for you, old head. You called in on Thursday or whenever it was, Friday, and you brought up special teams. You brought up the damn long snapper. And what happens yesterday? Uh-huh. Greg Zerline misses two goddamn kicks, old head. I'm not playing yes. with you. Put the dang voodoo doll down and just leave our special teams alone. Leave our quarterback alone because anytime you bring up something like that, it usually happens. And I digress. Yep. And you figure with him, we are two uh, two kicks away from being what? What would our record be? We'll be what's in here? What? Talking with twelve and two. Uh, we lost. We lost the Bucks he game missed- mostly because of him, right? What was the other game? Yep, the Bucks and lost and the Raiders. Yeah, he. I think he missed a field goal and an extra point, right? Yeah. 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 Both games he missed a field goal and an extra point. Extra point. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all good. I think like in, when he was when he was out, you know, when he was out, I think when he had like you know he's like on the COVID list. Yo, who, I I can't remember the guy who replaced him. I can't remember was he like off the practice squad. And he went. He went. Uh, he Hi- went flawless on, in that game for kicks. Hyrule Lahu won five for five from from oh. the uh, yeah yeah. 
Exactly. So I think we I think we need to call him up to the uh to the uh act you know to active roster. That's all I got to say about that. My man, hey, appreciate you calling in, Lord Nova. Great call. No, no problem, man. You enjoy this victory Monday. Don't let anybody take this victory Monday from you. Okay? Don't let them do it. Uh, and that was my third one. He brought up the defense. I figured y'all wanted to kind of go in on the offense because I, I, you know, I, I think I got a sense of Cowboys Nation now. But the third one was the defense. And if most of you guys remember, we talked about on uh, last week, we talked about this defense traveling. Now, I'm not, again, I'm not going to be unrealistic or be this, 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 Homer guy when just talking about, you know, hey, we're the greatest ever, whatever. No, I'm not going to do that. I understand the teams that you've played. I understand the quarterbacks that you've played. But I think you're doing exactly what you're supposed to do to those quarterbacks. You play a Tristan or a Taysom Hill. You play a long neck Mike Glennon. You play a, I don't know who the hell quarterbacks were for the Washington football people. You get 12 turnovers. That's what you do, you get 12 turnovers. By the way, the first time since, I believe, 1994, the Cowboys have accumulated four turnovers in three straight games. Your defense is doing what it's supposed to do. And the reason why I wanted to show that traveling defense part is because if people try to come at your defense that, oh, well, you did it against these quarterbacks. No, you did it against Mahomes. You did it against Kirk Cousins. You did it against... The almighty, they love this guy, Justin Herbert, which I'm being tongue-in-cheek. Dude is nice. Uh, And you did it against Mac Jones. So your defense is here. Your defense is in that car me and Jesse talked about, ready for this road trip, ready for this tournament. Can we get this red zone to come with us? Can we we get that? Yeah, red zone offense. That's really what we need. Uh, But, yeah, so I'm very excited. That's the third biggest takeaway from the defense. They – are on a historic streak in the franchise history right now. Uh, four, three straight games. Could they make it four next week? They get the same quarterback from two weeks ago. So, and it's at home. And I personally think, and I'm getting ahead of myself here. This is about the Giants. I personally think this game could be the game that we expected it to be yesterday because it's at home. Cowboys are averaging over 30 points at home. And when your offense gets up, that makes the opposing offense have to do different things differently, leads to turnovers. So I expect to see some some of those fireworks come back maybe next week, but I don't necessarily know that you need them. With the way your defense is playing, there is a new blueprint or a new philosophy if, if, big if here, your offense or your head coach is willing to change its ways in the sense of this is a defensive squad right now. This is how we got to operate offensively. So we'll see. By the way, for the day ones here that know about Matt from South Florida, can we can we have a moment of silence for Matt from South Florida? His guy for his guy, Jalen Smith, yesterday. They ask you how you are. You just have to say that you're fine when you're not really fine. But you just can't get into it because they would never understand. Jalen, you know. I understand you still think we them boys, but you not them boys anymore. The Cowboys won. You can't do the Landry shift, Jalen. You're a giant now. You're no longer a Cowboy. Maybe one day you can retire one. But I thank y'all for this moment of silence for 
Uh, Matt from South Florida and Jalen Smith. Uh, let's get back into the phone lines here. I got Jacob L. Gene the old head. What's up, Jacob? Hey, what's up, Scott? Good morning, man. How you doing? I'm good, brother. How are you? I'm doing great, man. I mean, Victory Monday, right? Can't complain. Victory Monday. Hey, we got a cookout celebration later, so stick around for that. Yep. Uh, I got I got some quick pointers. I don't know if you heard it on the commentary where they announced that Zeke, his knee, it can't get any worse than what it already was. I think that explains why maybe he's playing more, or not more, but, like, maybe he's, why he's still playing other than, you know, sitting and resting him. I mean, same could be said for TP, right? Like, they said it's a good thing that it's torn because it heals faster and better compared to if it's not. Yeah, but is it getting, you know? is it getting any better, though? Yeah, yeah exactly. Um and then one more, one more thing, real quick about about Dak as well. Um, like we, I know we, the past few games he hasn't been playing as far, like you know, as far as expectations, but he hasn't really been turning the ball over. If you think about it, haven't he? Uh, well, don't do that because you're about to get everybody to come on here killing you, Jacob. He did. Well, he, he had that strip I, I sack yesterday, and then he had two interceptions against the against the uh, okay. Redskins. Okay, you know, or, ooh, Washington. Right. My bad. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm with you though. I, I, I hear what you're trying to say. You, I get what you're trying to say, and I'll help you out here. Teams are adapting to the way the Cowboys are playing, and I said this yesterday in the post game. I think when 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 teams adapt to you schematically, I think it's the responsibility of the coaches to adapt because the players are only going to run what is called right and. I don't think we're going to see explosiveness out of this offense unless we can get this ground game to force people back out of that shell. If not, then it's going to come down to, A, taking care of the ball, matriculating down the field, Jacob, and, B, converting in the red zone. Really, if we can convert in the red zone the last two weeks, I think we're feeling much better about this offense. Yeah. And, uh, A, um, Michael Parsons, do you feel like, I mean, he didn't really – get to the quarterback yesterday do you you feel like because I know he was playing more linebacker I, I think Dan Quinn maybe had a game plan to keep him playing more at linebacker and then maybe trying to rush the pass a little bit more this who, is the, who, who's that, is it that he's going after is it Javon Curse from the Eagles uh it's, it's, it's Javon Curse. he'll get it but listen this is the beauty of Michael Parsons not balling yesterday I shouldn't say ball. not having all those splash plays they held the Giants to six points they got four turnovers and they had almost two sacks in that game. And that's with Michael Parsons with one tackle. That just goes to show you how good this defense is, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. well, I, I guess what I was trying to say was, I, I mean, me personally, I feel like Dan Quinn, he's maybe telling Michael Parsons, like, hey, let's get, let's get your record broken in Philadelphia against the team where the guy who currently holds it played for. You know what, what the, I mean? What, the Eagles? Yeah, you know well, they the Eagles. He played with the Eagles, but I don't know how old you are, Jacob. But but I'm I'm pretty sure most people, when you think of the name Javon Curse, immediately I'm thinking of the freak from the Titans. So that's just me. Okay. Yeah, he did play with okay. Philly for a few years, but he he's probably got his jersey retired in Tennessee. Yeah, makes sense. And I got one more thing for you, Scott, and then after that I'll let you go because I don't want to piss nobody off. But I know, I know that you, I know that you mentioned that you'll never, ever, ever root for the Eagles, and so will I. I'll never root for them. But bearing that we need the re- the Skins to lose the, to, tomorrow night, is, this, is that a consideration, or would you just wait till next week and let the Cowboys? I, that's tomorrow? what I said. This is why I nope. I don't. I'm not rooting for any of those teams tomorrow because guess what? The Cowboys hold their own destiny. Like they, they all they gotta do is win next week. Division's wrapped up. So 
I can care less what happens tomorrow. I'm hoping that they beat each other's ass and and then we get the Washington football people on a short week. I have no sympathy, and we whoop their ass too. So I don't care what happens tomorrow, bro. Hey, I'm with you. I'm with you, man. All right, Sky. Well, <laughs> I'm with looking forward to that barbecue, man. I'll let you up later. Yes, indeed. Appreciate you, brother. Yes, sir. Yeah, I hope I hope they whoop each other's ass tomorrow, y'all. The only time I, I will root for a division opponent is when we absolutely need it, right? Or if it's going to help us the last two or three weeks of the season. Tomorrow doesn't matter, man. Dallas Dallas doesn't need anything to happen for these guys. They hold, they control their own destiny. Um, let's see what y'all saying in here. TC, 100% right, Sky. If we play better in the red zone, we're blowing these guys out, and we're not even talking about this offense. The last couple weeks, absolutely. Um, let's just be real. But, no, Dak definitely has turned the ball over the last. It's so frustrating with that one yesterday, though. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> what was that? Was that a design play to have C.D. Lamb block in the backfield? And did he really think that C.D. Lamb was fitting to block this defensive end long enough to get? And if you listen to the press conference, and this is, again, a reoccurring theme, he tried to be greedy, in my opinion, at the wrong point in time. That was a decision-making thing. You were fine all the way up until that point where you try to be greedy. You know the off the defenses are not going to come out this shell, so you're trying to take this this shot late in the game because your patience ran out. You better develop the Tom Brady patience because he'll dink and dunk your ass all game to a victory. Um, sometimes that's what it takes is, is to dink and dunk down the field if that's what they're giving you. The whole theme of aggressively taking what the defense gives you, I don't think is a thing anymore schematically. Um, nothing really is changing in regards to the route combinations. It's pretty much, it almost seems like they're regressing in what they're doing playbook-wise. But I don't think there's anything creative in it. So it's mostly about making sure you hit the middle of the field and you do what Dalton Schultz did, secure the catches when it comes your way. Um, and if you're C.D. Lamb, hey, bro, catch you gotta catch it in a game where you're not going to get deep shots. He dropped two intermediate routes that could have turned into something. Um, and you can't do that, right? And then Dak, you can't get impatient at the end of the game and try to take a deep shot as it's unnecessary. So, you know, I do, but listen, I don't want y'all to think I'm upset with the O yesterday. I thought there were some productive things that happened yesterday offensively. And Hopefully, these things kind of carry over as we move forward here. Well, I say what's next. L. Gene. Oh, yeah. What's up, L. Gene? What's good, Sky? What's good with it, man? What's good with your brother? Hey, it's Victory Monday. Can you imagine what uh, talking Arizona sports is saying? Can you imagine what talking Tampa Bay Bucks is saying right now? You know, uh, we, we got a W, and we complaining about, you know, style points. Man. You got to throw those I, out I, now, don't you? You 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 would never know we won three straight road games, not games. You see, I try to emphasize games, that at the beginning of the show too, right? Three and no yes, on the three man. game road stand. By the way, y'all, you know, just just saying. That's that, the man. It, those are hard to come by, and if you look at the top teams, none of them are playing well. It's those bottom tier teams that are actually making a run. I mean, if you look at what San Francisco's doing, that team is 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 really pushing the buttons. You got same Boy. thing with New Orleans. They, they, New Orleans can push the button at any time. And, and 
You got the, the, the Bucks just, you know, staggering with the Bills, now getting blanked by the Saints. Then you I got think... Green Bay getting yeah, yeah, Gene. The only team I would say, or quarterback that I would say is consistently week in, week out, just looking ridiculous, is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, maybe the most talented quarterback in my lifetime, Aaron Rodgers. That's about it. Right. Everybody else has been very herky jerky. Uh, even in wins, they haven't been extremely impressive, which is, think about this for a second. We as a collective are kind of upset with the Cowboys over the last three weeks, but they've covered every single time and won by double digits every single time. Meanwhile, the Lions are beating the Cardinals and the Saints skunked and shut out the Bucks. Right. Football is a strange lady. We're a two-point conversion away of Number talking one about a guy named Hunley beating Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Rogers. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. I, you're a two-point conversion away of a guy you've never heard of beating Aaron Rodgers. You know what I'm saying? So it's 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 not one of these things to where there's just one clear-cut dominant team. It's whichever team, in my opinion, whatever team can figure out this uh, 19 situation, this, this I don't say the word because I know it's, it, oh. you know, the Rona situation. Yeah, yeah. Whatever team can figure that out and withstand any type of serious injuries, a la uh, the Cardinals, they lost their number one receiver. Looks like their offense can't do nothing. Uh, the the Green Bay Packers, you got to hobble Aaron Rodgers. He's he's fighting a toe injury, from what I hear. You and, know, uh, you got you got a uh, Tampa Bay, and you got uh, Evans with a hamstring injury. So it's like uh, right yeah. now is the time that you you have to try to stay healthy and you have to play smart football, man. Yeah, it's 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 truly about getting hot at the right time and. Again, stacking these wins on top of each other. That's why these wins matter. Like I know everybody went to style points, but the wins matter because now your team is in position to to take over number one seed if Green Bay slips up, right? If Tampa Bay slips up. And they already slipped up once, so it's possible. Like A lot of these top teams have slipped up multiple times. I'll tell you this. I don't know what Green Bay's lost, so I can't speak for them. So outside of Green Bay, I don't think Dallas has had – Dallas's losses don't even compare to some of the top teams in the NFC losses. Like we just seen the Bucks lost. That's right. terrible. Uh, and they lost to them twice, by the way. Uh, we just seen the Cardinals loss, right? Dallas's worst right. loss, if right. you really want to think about it, is the Denver game. It's Denver. Yep, the Denver game. And even and I'm, I'm going to leave you with this. Yeah. I'm sorry, guy. I, I, I'm no, going to leave you with you this. You good? I'm and, just talking. Uh, the the Cowboys have the recipe that's been winning the last few Super Bowls, and that's an opportunistic defense and an offense that can turn it on at any time. If the Cowboys continue this play, they can beat any team anywhere. If you give me a defense that's going to give me four turnovers a game and one touchdown here and one touchdown there, I'll take that any day over an offense that's going to give me 500 points, I mean 500 yards, and a defense that's going to give, give up 38 points. This defense reminds me a lot of the Tampa Bay defense last year, especially towards the end of the year. They can rush the passer with four, and when they get their hands on the ball, they turn them into turnovers. You're right. You're That's absolutely right. Say, Scott, appreciate you, man. Hey, God bless you, man. Hey, Victory Monday, Cowboys. Yes, sir. Y'all, y'all, y'all enjoy this win. Enjoy this win. Appreciate you, LG. Hey, he's yes, he's sir. he's absolutely right. That that has been the recipe, you know. Um, and again, if if the offense doesn't kind of get on this high flying roll, 
but they they kind of adapt to more of a hey man let's just run the clock be patient get this ground game going and convert in the red zone honestly i'm good with that seriously i'm good with that i i, I started to see a little bit of improvement yesterday in in how dak adjusted to this too high thing until the end like he has to that's the other thing I want to bring up. They have to learn to close better. The four-minute offense has been atrocious the last two weeks or three weeks, so they got to close better. But in between the 20s, I thought we were a lot better in just kind of taking what the defense gives us. Got to finish. You got to finish. If they can finish in the red zone, I'm, I'll take this type of, of offense. I think teams have adapted. Now it's up to Dallas to adapt, right? Like the first five, six weeks of the season, teams are figuring things out. I think Denver, the Denver coach said it right. Teams aren't playing Dallas the right way. Teams are now. Teams are now, and now it's up to us to adjust. Uh, but yesterday, I thought it was really nice to see the run game get going and really nice to kind of get that control passing game uh, fluid in between the 20s. You just got to close. Two, two finishes. Finish possessions, finish the game. Maybe we need Jason Garrett back with the T-shirt. I don't know. Get him on the sideline, finish the fight. Maybe. Uh, what else we got? I said oh here. All right, buckle up. Oh here, what you got for yeah, us today, brother? Damn right, I'm here. You damn right, I'm here today. <laughs> I called in with a, right. with some, uh, you know, happy happy Christmas. Uh, patriotic, yay, Cowboys, this is a great Monday, it's a great day. And what do I hear? You blaming me for Zerline's sorry legs? Zerline really and Dax calf muscle. And your no, voodoo no. doll. First place, I didn't say a word about Zach or Dak. In the second place, I was talking about a player who got screwed out of a job for no reason. And if, and if he'd been, if you'd been, you know, you, you might have been on that same page if, if any other circumstance. But let's point out that why is Zerline there? Because he's another one of Bones' guys that they had to have. Otherwise, they could have gotten out and gotten a real kicker. But I wasn't calling to bring that up today. I had some voices for you, and I was going to have fun, and we were going to, you know, it was going to be Christmas and everything else. And let me just say, I'm going to let it go because, you know, in, in times like this, when you got a bunch of haters out there, that are finger pointing. I'm afraid some of that rubbed off on you, and I'm going to forgive you what? because if oh, I didn't, oh, wait, 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 you hurt right now, bro? Marcus, Marcus, Marcus would be fussing at me for oh, for letting man. you for, got, for being mad at you, and I'm not going to oh, do that. We got that. the boomer <laughs> on the phone right now. Come on, you don't be a boomer, man. It, don't do that. No, I'm I'm not being a hater. I'm not being. I didn't say a hater. I said a boomer. A bo- what's a boomer? See exactly. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't know. Brother, what that this is. is all. You know the difference. You, you know you, the difference. You, you came down from Pennsylvania, right? That's what you said the other day. Anyway. I'm gonna give I don't you. Know where you, I'm gonna give, you, you bet. You got to switch this right now, brother. Or we gonna have to move forward. If you really hurt, man, you need to go take your feelings and, and go and go <laughs> chill for a little bit, brother. Because we all have. We just having fun with your with your voodoo doll. That's all, man. Relax, dog. What you got yeah, for the game? I don't do. I don't do voodoo. I'm a church goer. I, I, I don't know, believe in that man. Crap. Okay. Oh, hell, about to my ass over this phone. I had one thing, had one thing to get to get to throw back at you in fun, in fun, in this in the spirit of a victory Monday. Okay. 
You know, you know the difference between a Yankee and a damn Yankee. No, a Yankee, a Yankee comes to visit. A damn Yankee stays. Talking about in Texas. Now that's my joke for the day, and just think about it for a little bit because I want you to—I don't want you to be a Yankee. I want you to be a, a Texan. I want you to be adopted into the ranks. Well, I'm not a Texan. I'm just be real with you. I'm living in Texas. I know that. I know. You want me to abandon my hood? Come on, man. Talking about. See, hey, it just depends. It just depends. It just depends on what you, what you see, you know, behind in the rearview mirror, or what you see ahead of you. The bump. My favorite bumper sticker is, "I may not have been born in Texas, but I got here as fast as I could." And this is this is the kind of way that us Texans feel. We are opening. We open the doors to people who love our traditions, you know, our ways, and our football team. And so, as far as I'm concerned, me and you are cool because you let me, you know, you let me blow blow my old head off uh, more than anybody else would. And I and I did have some I did have some voices, and I was even going to do a Santa Claus for you. I'll save it for you till later in the week. Speaking of which, did are you gonna are you gonna broadcast all the way up through Friday or? Are you going no. to take a break? Yeah, yeah. so I was going to let you all know that Friday, this Friday and next Friday, I will not be on. Uh, we'll be taking a break for the holidays. Okay, well, I'll just, I'll just start saying Merry Christmas to you, and thank you for letting us all participate because, you know, there's a lot of folks in town that claim to be experts on the Cowboys. I ain't no expert. And they aren't, near, they aren't near as good as you and people like Bosch and, and, uh, and Okoye and some of the folks we get to listen to. And uh, – you know, it's like it's like Hulk, Hulk Hogan said. You know, I've always got your back, brother. You know, and uh, let me tell you something. I'm not going to do Terry. Let me tell you something, brother. I'm going to tell you right now. We're going to whoop some. You know, hey, listen. You know, who would have thought at this point of the season we would be talking about Hot Rod Hunley almost beating the Packers two points away? I, I, I'm just saying. It was, and it turned out to be a bad bad play because he had. He had another guy coming across in the back of the end zone. He could have hit that was wide open. He was he was so focused on Jackson that he just he wound up throwing the ball away, and it was sad. But anyway, the uh, I, that little sardonic grin that Aaron Rodgers has after he's beaten somebody, I, I really you know I was thinking how smart he was when he did Jeopardy, and now I just I can't stand him. I look forward to the day, even if we have to go. Of course, I don't want to get ahead of myself because we got a lot of steps, a lot of pieces to put together before we talk about playing, you know, the Packers in Lambeau for the NFC Championship. But if we do have the chance, I look forward to seeing Gregory and D-Law and Micah doing a tap dance on his face. That is going to be that key. Smile away, wiping that smile away forever because – you know, I, I just I really dislike Aaron Rodgers. It's not it's you're not supposed to say you hate somebody, but I just really dislike him. Now what the the Lions did, man, I was just doing a oh I was doing a dance yesterday when I heard that they had stomped all over the Cardinals, and and you know in that fashion, I was tickled to death to watch the Saints last night. They played oh, yeah. like a team possessed, and Brady was just pouting like his usual self. So and rightfully so, he got he got skunked. And I was really hoping for the range, the Ravens yesterday too. But anyway, stuff like that happens in football, and you never know. You go from fourth seed to second seed in a minute, and we still something could happen. We may we may still wind up, you know, where we are. Uh, Indeed, Rogers, oh, yeah, you're right uh, about that. Herbal, 
Roger's herbal remedies may fail him, and I'm not wishing COVID on anybody. Don't get me wrong. I'm not wishing that. I'm not wishing sickness on anyone. But if something just accidentally happened to happen, and Green Bay had a, a Los Angeles Ram calamity where 23 players were down all of a sudden, weird stuff can happen this time of the season. That's- oh, oh, my, uh, you, my bad, bro. <laughs> but you're right, old head. Hey, we're, we're, <laughs> okay. I thought it's about to weird, wrap it up. Weird stuff happens. <laughs> Let's just keep keep on keeping on. Conservative football is not is not bad football. Uh, Dak admitted he got greedy on that. What wound up? A, what was it? They called it a strip sack, where he, where he, where they hit him. You know, he tried to roll out. He admitted he got greedy. So let's just give him that. He had a better game. D Law is back. Two game changing plays. Micah, you know, Micah can't be Superman every week. He about to go down. Micah did. Did Micah's thing, and Gregory was great too. And I will see you tomorrow with I'm something in. a little more positive than blaming me for Zerline's leg. Okay. <laughs> All right, bro. You can be you can you can be a Texan in my book. I don't care what anybody says. I right, appreciate your old head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's- mm-hmm. 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 I don't even know where to begin. He had me in the first half. Ain't that what they say? He came on here and was like, I don't like your attitude. Get your damn act together. All right. Uh, sheesh. Came for, he low key came, he tried to come from my hood for real. Listen, fam, like, I salute to all you, you Texans and things like that. I, yeah, I live in Texas, you know, things like that. But I'm fr- I'm never going to abandon my my peoples or my, my hood just because I moved to Texas. Don't try to come for me now. But what we'll do, you know, since we got in our feelings a little bit, let's, let's all have a moment of silence for Ohe's voodoo doll. They ask you how you are, you just have to say that you're fine. When you're not really fine, but you just can't get into it because they would never understand. It, it was fun while it lasted. You know, we, we try to have some fun here. Uh, maybe I struck a nerve. But we will retire the voodoo doll. In the name of Ohe. Won't do it no more, man. <laughs> Damn, man. I, be, I just be trying to have fun with y'all, man. Like, you know what I mean? We can't, this thing can't be so serious to the point where you can't have fun doing this. So if I strike a nerve with one of y'all, y'all just let me know. I won't do it. Just ask Matt from South Florida. He was all on that Jalen Smith train. Boy came in here fired up. He our best linebacker. He a pro bowler, but he's cut by two teams. So we stopped talking about him. Uh, <laughs> yo, my boy Vach is in the building too. By the way, shout out to Vach. I I just keep seeing y'all at Vach, so I don't know what he's saying or anything like that. So shout out to my guy Vach. Shout out to you, O'Head. You just gotta understand. I don't know if you know what Boomer mean. Go look it up. Don't be that, man. We just having fun. We just having fun. Uh, Nacho from the Bay Area. What's up, Nacho? Hey, hey Sky. How, how are you? I'm good, man. How you doing? Hey, happy holidays and everything as we come about. Uh, first, uh, let me ask you. Uh, I, I was inquiring if maybe you were on vacay or something. that I know I wasn't able to kind of check out your show and I was kind of mm. like, Hey, you know what? Uh, I, I wonder if he's, he's out of town or he's, uh, well, you're not 
live here for a while here? No, no. I, I you didn't get a notification. Is that what it was? You know what? Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. Because I was inquiring about it, and I, and I was thinking maybe I'm, you know, I'm gonna try to see if I can kind of reconnect. Because let me tell you, my mornings and my my my, my daily crying with the Cowboys in the news, I was I was missing you. I was missing you. Yeah. I, missing I think you. I think there's something behind the scene. Well, today it looks like it may be getting cleaned up, but but the the notification situation has been an issue with, with uh, YouTube. There's some things going on behind the scene, but it should be cleared up here soon. Uh, but what you got for us today, Nacho? Perfect, perfect. Thank you. So let me ask you. So now, as as we're watch, as we're seeing our team, you know, especially that that after Thanksgiving, those 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 teams that are ascending, that are playing championship caliber football. So see it for what it is. Our football team, you know, um, sure, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not necessarily pretty and great football in terms of offensively. I think it's pretty obvious what's been happening uh, that uh, there's many different angles of how to attack yeah. what might be happening with our offense. Uh, great to see our defense really just ascending to a different level of play, the type of defense that we will need to search and head into the home stretch, into the, into the playoffs. Which uh, which gives us really good assurance and confidence that our defense can go out there and, and we can play championship caliber defense in the playoffs. Now, my question is to you is this: I've heard it. I I think we've all heard it all, right? In terms of offensively, uh, um, you know, they're playing as they're playing a, a, a cover two shell, two safeties up high. Yeah. This is the look that they're that they're giving us, and we haven't figured that out. Uh, play calling, uh, musical chairs on the offensive line shifting, uh, Dak Prescott uh, not playing, you know, to the to the level that he was playing at the beginning of the year. Um, is he not playing with confidence? Is it uh, is his gait? Are we still talking? Could could they be hiding some type of a some type of an injury in that he doesn't throw the deep ball as often anymore? He doesn't quite. They're not giving. The, uh, they're not giving you the deep ball. All right. Like that's the right. that's the difference. I'm not sure if you're talking about specifically yesterday or not, but yesterday they're taking away that deep ball and the one shot he tried to get. All I can think of until I see the the, the bird's eye view, and I don't know if he talked about it, but it seemed like the deep shot he took to to Gallup, the wind just took that thing down because that throw, if you look at how he threw it, didn't make sense how it just died midair. Uh, so and it was a 25 mile per hour wind gust last uh, on yesterday. So, but anyway. Yesterday, they weren't giving you that. They were giving you a lot of that short stuff. So you had to kind of just bing, 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 and uh, get down there in the red zone and convert, if you're talking about yesterday. so Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, it, it was about yesterday, and, and, and really since the since the, the probably the Patriots came, I think there's been a bunch of, uh, as I've shared with you in the past, you know, just uh, there's so many – Column that anything that goes wrong with our oh, offense, yeah. it's all number four. It's all number four, and, that, and I'm, yeah. I'm tired of hearing it because there's so much more to everything, of course. But uh, um, do you feel that uh, um, a couple of things that I've been hearing through through the insiders in Dallas and Frisco about potentially, okay, um, 
could we be kind of uh, holding off into the playoffs in terms of our offense? Uh, is something really uh, potentially uh, wrong with with Dak in terms of uh, shoulder, uh, uh, foot, what have you? Of course, no. they're coming out and saying they're completely healthy. Uh, at the same time, we're in a funk. There's no doubt about that. You know, obviously, you know that type of of uh, uh, being 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 ahead of the defense running your offense as efficient as you're worth at the beginning of the year, obviously it's not. So let me answer your two questions. Your one question was, do I think he may be possibly injured, and then are we holding things back? I don't think he's injured. Um, I've said this for the last few weeks. I've seen him make the throws. I've seen him run. So I I don't think he's injured. Um, Are they holding things back? This keeps coming up pretty much weekly on this show now. If there's something to it, man – then I guess, but I hope not, Nacho. Like, I hope they're not holding plays back or things like that back just because, hey, we want to save it for the playoff thing, playoffs or things like that. Uh, you're obviously not going to run your entire playbook every week, right? Like, there's a game plan. There's a set number of plays you're going to, you're going to call. Um, but I would hate to have that thought process of our coaches are holding back, right? Like, I know it's cliche to say leave it all out there and things like that, but, I mean, that's, that's real. Like you can you can legitimately lose a game because you you want to be ultra conservative and, and hold things back. So I don't think that's the case, right? I just think it's a matter of teams have adjusted to the Cowboys. Now the Cowboys have to adjust, and I think I think we saw a little bit of it yesterday. You just got to finish. Absolutely, absolutely, and, and and you know I agree with you wholeheartedly on that because it would be it would be a. Uh, a disappointment to think that that you're holding things back. Yeah, I don't think you know, so. In terms, in, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope, I sure, I sure hope so. Now, um, as we get into the home stretch, now obviously we have a Sunday night right against Washington, and then we're gonna uh, take on the Cardinals, which that was panning out to be a, a, a big one, which is still gonna be a big game. But now all of a sudden the Cardinals have kind of you know been playing a little off of late as well, so. There's a possibility that we can run the table, which now we're at the number three seed, which if I'm correct, we would be hosting the 49ers if the playoffs were to end today. Man, um, I, I feel like this playoff scenario is going to be switching around the next three weeks. But, yeah, if it ended today, it would be the Niners. I think if it ended last week, it would have been the Rams. Next week, it could be another correct. team. So I don't think we're going to know who the Cowboys are going to play until the end of week 18. Absolutely, absolutely. Last hey, Nacho. question. Yep, go ahead. Sky, what do we think? Do we uh, – I know you love Dak. I love Dak. I have faith in Dak. Um, right. Do you feel that between now and the end of the season and into the playoffs, you think we're going to you think we're gonna shift it and eventually get it all together and get this, get this offensive line, get that running game, and get those receivers and Dak kind of on the same page and just really just – be able to kind of beat that cover two and just really get our offense playing at the level that we know we're very capable of playing a 27, 30 plus point offense with this traveling defense, then we're a different animal. I still have that arrogance. I do. I, I It's hard for me to look at the sideline and see the collection of talent over there um, and not have that arrogance in the offense um, at this point, could it be blind optimism? If y'all wanted to call it that, I'd, I'd say that's fair, whatever. I've just seen it done before. 
Um, yesterday gave me a little bit of hope uh, with Connor Williams back in there. Uh, the run game getting more pulls, attacking the edges. I think the run game over the last few weeks has shown some positive steps forward. And I think you need to get the run game going so you can pull that uh, defender down out of the box and, and really let make them show their hand early because we'll talk about it here soon too. They they showed some too high shell and then they know what happens when we when we show that. We'll audible and then they'll come down crashing hard and you'll get a two-yard gain. So teams have a bead on what Dallas does. They just have to adjust and finish. Hey, appreciate the call, Nacho. Absolutely. That's it. Thank you much. Thank you, brother. It's good. Great, great conversation. Bye-bye. Great conversation. I missed a couple super chats here. Let me get into some of the super chats, and then we'll hit the cookout. And then I see y'all talking greasy in the chat. Let me get in there, too. Um, I want to make sure I don't miss all the super chats. One second, y'all. One-man band here. Uh, where we at? All right, my guy Manny earlier in the in the stream. Super chat. Uh, appreciate you for the five dollar donation. He said Micah's best play was next level football knowledge. The switch on the rub route, a touchdown there could have changed how we played. Yeah, man, that Micah's exceptional football player, and it showed his IQ on that play. Uh, Mr. Jab. Super chat. Appreciate you for the nineteen ninety nine donation. He says, Sky, can I get a how do you want it for the defense? You can either get. Sack, fumble, throw a pick, hit by a brick, or throw out throw out of bounds. Those seem to be opposing offenses' only options. I'm glad you said that because we were joking about it yesterday off air. I said, I can't really bring out the how do you want it on offense no more, but the way this defense is playing. It has been weeks since I pressed that button, and, and I did never for a second thought I'd do it for the defense, but... Do you want Grant Randy Gregory to sack it? Do you want Neville to sack it? Do you want Demarcus Lawrence to, to, to strip sack you or, or hit you and cause a fumble? Anybody in the secondary can get a pick. Think about this for a second. Our entire secondary rotation that has been in this rotation majority of the seasons. We're not counting Donovan Wilson. Donovan Wilson's been in and out the lineup. Every single last one of them have an interception. Malik Hooker, pick. KZ, two. J-Ron, two. J-Lou, three. A-B, three. Diggs, ten. The entire secondary has an interception, ladies and gentlemen. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. And then, I guess I missed a Vach raid yesterday. It looks like Ted is getting on me because of the Vach raid and somebody else during the halftime. Uh, listen, y'all, I'm doing a show I'm by myself. It's me and me and me and Jesse. We only got 15 minutes tops to do a whole thing. So if I missed the Vach raid for those feelings who are hurt, my bad, I, I, my bad, y'all. I missed the Vach raid. Appreciate the Vach raid. Vach, I appreciate you sending over to people during the Vach raid. Uh, I don't have the chat all the way on the screen every time. We got the stats and things like that that we're reading. So my bad, my, my B, <laughs> my B, y'all. Um, Ted also says, is it play calling or execution of the play? Well, we talked about this before. It's both. It's both of them, right? Like, you obviously got to execute a play, but there, there is no denying, man. And we get it, Ted. Like, you, you on, you're full 100% on Kellen Moore's the greatest of all time. Uh, and I'm speaking tongue-in-cheek. Tongue but you can't possibly watch this offense in the red zone the last two weeks and be like, oh, yeah, great plays, great sequences. No. No. 
Like, like Kellen got to clean it up down there, and I'm going to stand 10 toes down on that. We can disagree, and that's fine. But he's got to get better down there in that red zone. That's just point blank period to me, bro. Vot shaking his head. I ain't shaking it, bro. Yeah, I missed it. I missed it. Yeah, yeah. Y'all get out your feelings today. Don't, 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 don't listen. Don't have me. They ask you how you are. You just have to say that you're fine when you're not really fine. But you just can't get into it because they would never understand. Uh, my bad, y'all. I'll make sure I'll pay attention to the chat. The entire pre-game, post-game, halftime show. I'll just stare at it. I won't give you my thoughts. I won't do it. Just read every comment. With that said. <laughs> Good count time. y'all bring it to the cookout man who at the grown folk table pretty easy pretty easy to me start off with Demarcus Lawrence five tackles one tackle for loss two quarterback hits a pass defense that turned into an interception Demarcus Lawrence man I mean we kind of talked about a little bit with the caller He's showing his ass. He's showing you that I am worth it for those that want to kick him off the bridge. And if you want to keep it a bean, he may be our second best defensive player since he's returned. Number one being Michael Parsons. So. Y'all ready to ease up on him a little bit? He got about 20 pressures since he came back, it feels like. A couple sacks. Forced fumble. They call back. Great pressure. That caused a turnover. Marcus, Marcus Lawrence, man. Of course, he got the grown folk table. Head of the grown folk table. I mean, look at him. He ain't messing around. Dalton Schultz. Look, Dalton. You're you going to be the token white brother there, but it's okay. That's okay. That's okay. You deserve to be at the cookout. Eight targets. Eight receptions, 67 yards, and one touchdown. And if you look at some of the catches that he made, combined with some of the throws, honestly, great catches, man. Great catches. Tough catches. Took hits. Him and Dak needed to click like that yesterday so that defenses can now hopefully respect Schultz more when you want to play that too high. Because when you play the too high, that leaves the middle of the field open. And Dalton Schultz and Dak Prescott connected yesterday. Somebody said, did somebody say, did I see Jared Goff should be at the cookout? <laughs> finally, Malik Hooker, man. Like I said, Malik Hooker finally got an interception. And that pretty much, he's the last Infinity Stone interception-wise in the back uh, four or five or six, however many you want to count. 
with the pick. He had six tackles yesterday, a pass breakup, one interception, and continues to be a sure tackler. I promise y'all, man. Like, I did not see this coming from Malik Hooker. I didn't in regards to the tackling department because in Indianapolis, the tape I watched, he wasn't a tackling savant. He was kind of just, hey, put my head down, run forward, and hope for the best. But he played the back, the roof, as my guy Foots would say, very well. So Hooker gets on the board. I think it's just going to continue to permeate throughout the rest of the defense. I want a piece. I want a piece of the pie. And Malik Hooker got his. So those are my three standout players at the grown folk table today. <laughs> oh, it's, hey, white boys do cookouts too. Barbecues. But, hey, nonetheless, it's the same thing. Same thing. Same thing. Uh, shout out to D-Link. Get to your D-Link one second. Hold on, hold on. Super chat. Super chat. D-Link says... Yeah, buddy. Number two seed in the NFC. Please enjoy the ride, fans. Seasons like this don't happen often. Dak will be fine. D is hitting its stride. Catch the ball. C D Lamb. He ain't lying about catching the ball, man. He ain't lying about catching the ball. So those are my guys. Y'all let me know in the chat some of your standout players that should be at the grown folk table. I left a few out purposefully just to see what y'all said. Uh J Lou. I probably was wrong on that. I probably should have put J. Lou up there. I probably should have put J. Lou up there. Next table, Connor Williams, TP, and J. Lou. First, first rewatch, as Vach would say, Big Connor played well to me. You know, I think we should give him some props. The, the, the run game woke up. They ran to the left side a lot behind Connor Williams and Naseki, or Connor Williams is still, depending on who was over there. Um, so, shout out to Connor Williams. Diggs get number 10. Yeah, yeah, Diggs could have been. That's a good catch, too. I'm going to be real with you. I thought they were going to overturn it. I don't know what a catch is anymore in the NFL. I full wholeheartedly expected that to be overturned, and they didn't. So, appreciate your refs. Uh, Zach Martin in the run game. Yes, they pissed Zach off yesterday. It got a little chippy, and they pissed him off. Who else y'all got up here? TP. Yeah, TP didn't score, but Tony Pollard, I think, ignited the run game. I uh, called him a warrior, says TC915. Yeah, yeah, he could be up there. Brandon said Anthony Brown had a great game. Didn't give up many catches. No big plays. I, yeah, no big plays. And uh, I think he had five tackles too. So, yeah, man, that's my cookout, grown folk table, standout players. Appreciate y'all for joining me for that part. Um, Fresh said facts. That wasn't an incomplete pass in my eyes. Thanks, ref. I, I thought they were going to incomplete pass myself. Uh, in fact, we got Fresh on the horn. Fresh, then Reek, then 469. What's up, Fresh? What's up, my brother? How you doing, brother? How you been? How you feeling? Man, I'm, I'm good, good man. I'm good. I was going to hit you up yesterday during that Saints game, but I was like, man, I got yeah. to prepare for tomorrow, and I was about to hit the bed. But um, how you feel about that yesterday? <laughs> man, I feel good about it, man, especially – I mean, when I was taking a look at our schedule, I went back and looked at the uh, the ten games that we that we won. Eight of those games were against teams who are still in playoff contention. Mm. You know, what I mean, like the the only team that we played that's not in playoff contention are the Giants. So when people say, "Oh, you know," you hear the the, the, the talking heads on TV. They're like, "Yo, man, the Cowboys haven't really played anybody. They're playing bums." That's goofy. Nah. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, think about it. Like, it's, we, we've already been battle-tested. You know what I mean? We're winning. We've won games, a game without our quarterback. We've won without multiple pieces. We're still winning when the offense is struggling. I mean, it's – I mean, three road games while your team, while your offense is struggling is unheard of, man. I think people just need to really take a step back Yeah. and really, really think about how this season has gone. I mean, we're not losing to the Lions. We're not getting blown out by the Saints at home. You know what I'm saying? Shut we're out. Not, I mean, Shut that, out that, at that. that. I mean that. I mean it happened with Denver. We had a little hiccup with Denver, but it's not happening in December. Mm. Like December, we're, I mean we're, we're winning, man. So I think, I mean I I gotta give a lot of. I mean I, I I get it that people are on Mike McCarthy's head about his clock management. I get it, but not me. I'm not I even mean, worried about that in the half. <laughs> I ain't tripping, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I I mess with Freaky Mike, man. I, I like his I like his style. I like the way he's doing things. I man. like the way he's. That, he, that he's built the team, that he's built the the way he's built the coaching staff. I just feel overall good about this team, man. I, and that, it's hard to believe that Dak is just going to continue this for the rest of the year, man. I feel like he's going to turn it on these last few games, and then we're going to go into the playoffs. Probably the hottest team in the league, man. I just I just have this feeling that this is our year. I just have a feeling, man. I kind of want to touch like, on the Mike McCarthy thing because a lot of people was ready to kick him off the bridge last year. Um, because yeah. of the whole situation. I, and I thought he, he was dealt a terrible hand and he played it as best he could. Yeah, yeah. You know, he was given he was given if playing poker a seven and a deuce. You know what I mean? Or or, or what's my man? It's a lot of poker players yeah. right now. A ten and a deuce. You know, the Brunson hand I think is what it's called. Um do, mm-hmm. or is it Doyle hand. Y'all let me know for those who know what I'm talking about. A ten and a deuce and he produced a seven a six and ten team among, uh, you know, missed all that craziness and was in contention all the way to the end. Um, but whatever, six and ten is not our standard, right? We we didn't like that. Right. But you know, I I think Mike McCarthy deserves to be in a conversation for Coach of the Year. Um, we only think of the team Back. dealing with adversity the last six weeks. They've been dealing with adversity since week one, and they're ten and four. So Mike McCarthy should get a hat tip from Cowboys Nation, in my opinion. I agree. I agree. But, you know, when I woke up this morning, when I turned on the TV, the first thing that when I turned on Get Up was, you know, Dan Olowski and, you know. What, the, what did they Ryan, say? What Ryan the hell Clark. did they say? I mean, you know, they was talking about, you know, uh, Mike McCarthy. Oh, he should have called a timeout at halftime. Yeah, I, I get it. You know, this you is what I'm saying? That that was the main, the main talking point. Like, oh, he's going to prevent them from winning a Super Bowl. I mean, but they're not giving them credit for the complete turnaround of this year. They're not giving them credit for winning without his quarterback for, I guess, the Vikings, who are in playoff contention, who are looking better. He's not, you know, we, we don't hear that, man. And I, and I think, um, you know, the, the culture has completely changed in Dallas, too. I mean, the, the culture has changed. Man. I, I think Mike McCarthy is, is getting dealt a bad hand. He doesn't get credit for developing Aaron Rodgers. People think that Aaron Rodgers is just – he just came in the league just amazing. You know, Mike McCarthy developed him. Right. So, you know what I mean? It's just it's just a lot of negativity going around. I think people just – you know, at, at this point, I mean, be happy. We're 10 and 4. I listen to one of your videos from last year around this time. It sounds the exact same. Fans are complaining the exact same way we were – that's Fresh wild. As when we were winning, you know what I'm saying? It's the same conversations. Like, oh, you know, same complaining, same bullshit. But 
you know, like I said, man, it's, I mean, Hey, I, I, I think I, I probably should start hammering home this more now than ever. Week to week league. I think I let that kind of get away from us because of the struggles over the last, and really the Cowboys are four and three in the last seven games, right? I mean, they started off six and one, yeah, they're four yeah. and three in the last seven, and the three losses yeah. are to one one conference, one division, mm-hmm. um, and two of those losses were down to the wire. Um, so yeah. maybe we need to start bringing that back up. Week to week league, take care of business this week, winning and improving, as Coach McCarthy says. And if it's baby steps on the way to the playoffs, hey, it's baby steps. Just make sure when you get to the playoffs, you're a grown ass man. That's all. Facts. Facts. Well, that, that, that's another thing. Out of all the out of all the fourteen games that we played, twelve of those teams are in playoff contention. You know what I'm saying? It's it's crazy. We had a hard schedule. Yeah, I think it's I saw somebody say schedule, the Cowboys were, were uh, someone tried to say easy schedule. Somebody just pretty much dropped the mic on them and, nah, and said that. They dropped the strength of schedule. I think that the Cowboys have the tenth hardest schedule in the league. Um, that could change obviously after today and after tomorrow, but it can go up or down. But nonetheless, th- this has not been an easy schedule at all. You know, I mean, the, the boys have answered the bell this year so far. Yeah, man. And then last thing, man, I'll leave, I'll leave it off at this with the the play of yesterday. I mean, I, you know. I was sort of proud of – and I was, I kept my eye on Anthony Brown and Jordan Lewis and the way they play coverage, man. Um, I think uh, yesterday uh, Anthony Brown did a really good job on his side of playing coverage. I know we get on his ass sometimes when not yeah. looking back at the ball, but I feel like he did a good job of coming up and, and supporting the run and defending the pass. Jordan Lewis is doing a really good job in the slot, man. I think their their contributions are going – Sort of, they're overlooked because of digs, of course. But this I is, think when um, when we really evaluate the whole year, when everything's said and done, Anthony Brown and Jordan Lewis have been a huge part of the secondary, man. Yep, I got to tip my hat to J. Lou. I think this is J. Lou's career year. I do. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I, I looked at J. Lou as blase, uh, but I think over yeah. the last probably ten games, he's he stepped up tremendously, man. J. Lou has, has played great. Uh, this year, and obviously Anthony Brown, we know is having a career year. So if you can get two guys have a career year in your second, I mean, hell, technically, J. Ron Curse is having one, and Trayvon Diggs is having one, right? So, I, you I know, mean, it's crazy. You got the secondary talent to to match this front seven, which I think is a championship front seven. So, get yeah. to them playoffs, man, and matchups make fights. So we'll see. Thanks, man. All right, bro. All right, brother. Appreciate the call. All right. Yep. All right. Let me get Reek. Rick been on hold. What's up, Rick? What's going? What's going on, Sky? What's good, Cowboy Nation? Like, subscribe, and all that good stuff, and share too. Uh, it's a great channel. Thank you, bro. Uh, I just wanted to. I just wanted to say this, Cowboy Nation. We won. We lead in this division, bro. By a lot. From what I see, <laughs> by a lot. Yes, that's an understatement. Yo, man. From what I see yesterday. I gotta agree with O'Head. Just a little bit. I don't even kicker. I don't even remember my, what he said. He getting oh, on my damn kicker, nerves, kicker, man. Kicker, yeah, that damn kicker getting on my goddamn excuse my friends. No, he getting on my nerves, man. I'm tired of that dude missing. Yo, quit missing, man. We're gonna need you when it come when when they get tight up in here. You know, uh uh we can't we can't keep leaving points out there on the field like that, man. That's not gonna come back to bite us in the behind later. I, mean, I it, really it, believe that. It did, if we don't bro. tighten that up. It did. That's already. what I'm saying. It, it did man. twice this year. 
That's what I'm saying. I just don't want it to happen at the wrong damn time. Uh, my my thing is like this, man. Uh, we getting on Dak. Dak done played a better game yesterday to me. He did. He played. A, he, he played a more of a better better game. He controlled the, the pace of the game better yesterday. Uh, the office did, and I like the fact that they they're listening. Somebody must have gotten their ear like bounced the ball to the outside. Zeke looked it better. Pollard looked it better. It was cleaner. It was breaking through holes. I like to see that. That yeah. halfback dive jump cut it out, man. They pulled more you know, yesterday. He scored one. Huh? They pulled more yesterday. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, man. I, I respect it more because it, it leaves the middle open when you want to run. You see how Zeke scored in the delay? You know what I'm saying? Well, open that up. Run it to the outside. Pulling. Run it to the outside. Opened all that up. Uh, my, my thing is like this, man. Um... I agree. CD CD Lamb got to quit dropping these damn balls out there, man. He got to pause, but he got to quit dropping the passes that Dak is putting on him. You know what I mean? We can't put it all on Dak. Dak can only throw the ball to these people. If they ain't catching it, they ain't catching it. You know what I mean? You can't call yourself an elite receiver and you dropping that damn ball on third down, bro. When the, you got it. Come on, man. Cut it out, CD. He dropped three that, balls you know? yesterday, brother, that all were hitting him in his hands. Two of them he, he blamed on the sun. The other one had nothing to do with the sun. I think he just got, you know, he got scared. Somebody was about to hit him. Uh, but, yeah, he's he's back to having a drop seat, man, and, and you can't have that. Uh, and I want to mention something about another receiver, too, but go ahead. Yeah, man, if, 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 if it's the sun, go put a visor on, bro. What are you talking about? Like, but he, cut it out. He got that's, one. That's excuses. He got one. Yeah. That's did, a, did you see that? Uh-huh. <laughs> my my whole thing is like yeah. this, man. C.D. Lamb messed up a couple times in that game yesterday. You know, he did all right, but he messed up a couple times, dropping the passes, and he definitely got got killed. Bruh, you cannot Olay on that. You see that big defensive lineman coming? Go at his legs. Chip, chip him better than that. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, I know Dak. Oh, we, you mean? He was, they was being rollout. greedy. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You got to save your quarterback, bro. Because if that was, as you said, if that was Dez. Dez wouldn't have let Dak get hit like that. He'd have, he'd have yeah. threw a, a shoulder or something into that lineman. I mean, a defensive lineman. You know what I mean? You know, you remember uh, the great Heinz Ward? He ain't going to let nobody hit his quarterback like that if he see you coming. Hell no, he I don't ain't. give a damn how big you is. Hell no, he ain't. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. That's a level of toughness that we going to need out of him. He got to set his toughness up just a little bit better than me. But no, Rick, he played let me, all right here. Let me expound this, on that because huh? that is the excellent point I never really thought about there. Uh, I would have much rather them get a holding call than get the hit that Dak took. I, if, I would have rather yeah. see D. Lamb yank the, yank the hell out of Carter's back jersey, tackle him at his feet, jump on his back, do whatever you got to do for him not to lay the hit on your cue. I actually got to go back and look at that. I don't know what happened after he got beat if he just kind of just he, watched. He, he olayed it. He uh, olayed it. I'm telling you. Okay. He went sideways. Instead of just mm. flattening out and boom, just hit him, he olayed it. He kind of like, he tried to skim. He skimmed him. I'm like, what the hell was that? Then mm. that get hit. I said, come on, CD Lamb, bro. Throw a better block than that, bro. What you back there for if you ain't going to throw a better block than that? Because that, that was Ezekiel Elliott. He wouldn't, he, he would, that dude wouldn't even came and hit that dude that hard. He mm. wouldn't, the ball would have already been out. But C.D. Lamb didn't want that. He didn't want that pressure. That's why he moved out of the way. <laughs> you know what I mean? He threw like a little halfway block. He didn't throw a, a, a good chip block. That's all you had to do is chip that big dude and slow him down. He might have just, just chipped a little him, bit. But, but I would have went a step further. 
You know, defense end on 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 a uh, receiver. I, like I said, he might have get you know in basketball. You talk about bridging. I ain't gonna I ain't gonna bridge you, but he might have had to get bridged. <laughs> You're not going to hit my quarterback. Bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Come on, man. This dude dealing with calf injuries, ankle coming back from an ankle. You know his shoulder was messed up in the beginning of the season. I think dude kind of hit him on that side that the shoulder he was, was messing his throwing arm. And he was going to get hit regardless. Even if he got rid of the ball, he was going. To, he's taking a hit. Yeah, he was going to take a hit, but I had rather him take a hit that he see coming, not the one he don't see coming from his blind side. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on. He, he got to do a better job than that. You know what I mean? Okay. That, that's just the way – that's just how I look at it, man. But other than that, hey, man, this defense is looking woo-wee. Yo, man, we I, I think we ready, man. I, I just got a feeling about it. I think we ready. We just gotta we we just gotta grind these games out, man. Do you see how Tampa Bay got ran over last night? Come on, bro. We just beat this team. We just beat the Saints, bro. Mm-hmm. Them dudes was out there crunching Tom Brady, and that's how we gotta play. If we play them dudes in the playoffs, that's how our defense has to play, just like how the Saints defense played last night. You gotta hit Tom Brady. He can throw the ball, but hit him. Yeah, the, the thing you know that- what I'm saying. The thing about the defense we have, and I'll keep bringing it up until proven otherwise, is that it travels. And not only is it traveling, the difference between 2014, the difference between 2016 is that we have an elite pass rush. And when you get into the playoffs, that is the great equalizer, right? Like Aaron Rodgers is still Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Tom Brady. But but I'm saying those Mm -hmm. two quarterbacks because I feel like those are the two quarterbacks you're going to have to get through. Even more mm-hmm. important to have a pass rush against those guys because they're going to get you, right? They're going to hit you. They're going to get you. They're going to get you a few times. But in those moments mm-hmm. where the game comes down to the crunch time, we've played Aaron Rodgers in the crunch time, and what has he done? He's got his team in field goal range or got his team for a touchdown and won it. We've played Tom Brady in crunch time, and what has he done? Got his team in field goal range, and he won it because the pass rush couldn't get home and didn't get there. Well, yesterday's price is not today's price. So I think the Cowboys have an elite pass rush, and I think they have the opportunity to beat those dudes um, because of their pass rush as long as the rest of the team packs their bags and comes with them, right? Like I, you're not going to win the game on just your pass rush. You're going to need other aspects of your team to, to play well, you know, too. But as long as I got that elite pass rush, I think I got a chance. Yeah, man. I, 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 that's, that's all I'm saying, man. All we need is a chance. I keep trying to tell all these people – that's Dallas. All we need is a chance. Just let us punch that ticket to get on in. Let's just punch this Amen. ticket, get on in. I don't care where we at. We got a defense that can go anywhere, any weather, and we can play against anybody. You know what I mean? We yeah. just need the offense to put up a couple points. That's it. That's all we need. So, I, I think we can hold it down. Yeah, man. Hey, appreciate but, you. You know, Rick. like you said, pack a lunch. I'm going to holler at you, man. All right, Peace. Appreciate the call as always, Rick. Until otherwise... How do you want it is no longer for the offense. This is for the defense now. It's for the defense now. And they've earned that. And I think Dak came out and and talked about the wager with uh, Demarcus Lawrence. They have a wager for the rest of the season. Offensive touchdowns to turnovers. And he's like, man, defense is kicking our ass. I kind of like it. Like, like if, if, the, if the offense scored three touchdowns, but the D get four turnovers for the rest of the year, I'm cool. I'm cool. Uh, let me get my boy Mel in the building. And then 100 grand. I ain't heard from 100 grand in a minute, so we're going to get mailed in 100 grand. What's up, Mel? 
Happy Victory Monday. Happy Happy Number Two Seed Monday. Right. It's it's, it's beautiful, man. I don't know, you know. I, I'm not gonna sit here and say there's not some things that need to be addressed. Sure. But we gotta keep we gotta keep things in perspective, man. Right now, if I told you, hey, we're gonna have at least if we win two home games in the playoffs, and then we gotta go on the road for one to get to the Super Bowl. Everybody everybody will be happy with that. There's nobody that would be like, ah oh, man, you know, blah 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 blah. No, nah, man, everybody would be okay with that. You know what I mean? Like we're sure. all losses are gonna happen throughout the course of the season. You know, every every team's gonna have bad losses and we got we got, you know, probably I'll say two. But um Man, everybody, you know, we in a we in a real good position, man, and and I know that. It, I'm gonna say this: because it's boring, fans. Because it's boring, don't mean that it's bad. You know, just because the offense right now to me, it's boring. It's it's not bad. I, I think there's a difference between boring offense and bad offense. Um, to me, some of the things we're doing are boring. You know, it seems like for some reason we throw in screen passes and button hooks. That's like the only two things, like the offense has pretty much been boiled down to the sort of, uh, you know, run five yards, turn around. And the crazy thing is it's like that's everybody's route. Like Mm. if you look at all 22, all of them got that route. Mm. And then for some reason Zeke has the streak. <laughs> now don't, like, don't get me started, man. Route. They don't like when I come for the play calling. Don't get me started, brother. Don't get me or or the game plan or whatever the hell you want to call it. No, I know I, I didn't want to get you started. Uh, I didn't want to get you started. That's why I'm saying it for you. Okay. That's why I'm saying it for you. Appreciate you. Um, uh, but yes, the the play caller, he's gotten boring. But I'm gonna say this: that don't mean Dak is bad, because the play caller has gotten boring. It doesn't mean that the O-line is bad because the run schemes are boring. So a lot a lot of it is um, it's boring, but it's not necessarily bad. We're moving the ball. Well, um, Dak is, Dak is, I think Dak is doing a good job of making the best out of the situation. And we just can't push it in in the red zone. Now the red that, zone is bad. I was about to say, I was waiting for you to get there. I was going to say, well, would you agree that the red zone offense has been bad? The red zone offense is is bad. Yeah, it, and it's been bad for a long. It's pretty much honest, to be honest. It's been bad since Kellen has taken over. I don't know. If, I don't know if Kellen has ever been good in the red zone. Maybe you you might be able to give me some more light on that. I mean, he's he's had I, moments. It, I think I think the word I'll use maybe to come in Kellen's defense is inconsistent in the red zone. But yeah. I think there is a clear. Yeah a clear difference in how he's calling plays down there than there were even in years past, even in earlier this season. Um, I I just can't for the life of me fathom why you would take away one of the most dangerous parts of your offense in the red zone, and that's the read option, right? And that's getting Dak Prescott on the move and things like that. Too many times we get down into that green zone, red zone, and we're going empty, and we're spreading it out. What the hell are you doing? Yeah, so. you're doing that, and, and then and then what you're doing is doing the five-yard turnaround stuff down. I mean, it's like, or you're doing the screen stuff. So it's just like, or it's third and seven, bro, and you run 
running a shotgun in the A gap? Oh, can I can I can, can I explain that too? By ah. the way? Because because boy. Oh. So so I'm actually even more pissed off at the play prior. The play prior, they attempted to run a damn screen again in the in the red zone. My goodness. And it was incomplete. Hit CD in the hands. He blamed his son or something. I don't know. And then on third down, it actually was an audible out of it because they said, Dak, if, if, if you don't like the, the coverage, audible out of it. And McCarthy said the, the design was, or the thought process was, hey, we're going to run it here and it's four down territory. My, if it's four down territory, sir, why on second and seven are you running a goddamn screen at the 10-yard line? Just run the ball again and get to third and five or third and four or third and three and then run it again or, or play action and boot. I mean, he gets entirely too cute or outsmarts himself or just reverts to what he is, and that's a pass-happy type of guy. Uh, so in regards to the red zone, it, when they were simple, I said it yesterday on the post game. when they kept it simple, stupid, kiss method, they scored two Keep touchdowns. Left. Keep it simple, stupid. They scored two and touchdowns. The, and it's like, why are we the only team that does not throw the fade in the red zone? With the like, dude who's one of the M- best jump ballers in the league. I don't know. You got MG, bro. I don't know, bro. Like, literally, MG is going to get paid this offseason because of his ability to get jump balls. And, and, and it, you don't throw the man no jump balls. All right, one more, and I promise I'm gonna get off this because you don't got me on it now. I'm because because it's it's the red zone that pisses me off. It's the, it's the way that we call the plays down there. It pisses me off. You got one of the best route runners in the entire National Football League, right? Oh, <laughs> right. And you get down there, and he becomes obsolete. You essentially just throw a screen to him, or you essentially, I, I don't know what you do with him anymore down there. Nothing really. When I go around the league and I see the Stephon Diggs, the Cole Beasley. The Hunter Renfro's, the guys that can route you up, the 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 uh, Devontae Adams, right? Even even D Hop, these exceptional route runners, Mel, they are utilizing those boys down there to route you up to get open fast. We're not doing that. You got the in in this copycat league. We the only we got the only play caller who don't copy what works from other teams. <laughs> In a copycat league, we got the only play caller who don't copy what works from other teams. Renfro Renfro and Cooper Cup are running that same little in-out hook thing, whatever route, and it's killing everybody. And we got got probably the guy that can run it better than them two in Amari. But let's throw the screen to CD and then I don't know. Run a draw. Run run a – yo, I don't want it. I'm a yeah, then the, then Let me the draw. Let me but, but, but we are the number two seed. Mm-hmm, <laughs> so mm-hmm, let's, mm-hmm. let's come back. Come back. Bring me back now, Mel. Bring me back. Now. Yeah, we, we, <laughs> <laughs> we are the number two seed. We got two home games in yeah. the playoffs. We should let's let's go on and win out. Let's go on and win out. And let's uh hey, let let the chips fall where they may. I don't really want to, you know, I'm not really like a prediction guy on, hey, Green Bay got a loss here or got a loss there or whatever. The number one seed is still in play. It's but right play. now we got the number two seed. Exactly. We, we might the need. The number two seed, we got two games. Let's go on and get those. We might need a three-way tie up there, Mel. It's going to be tough. To, I, to, lock in, to lock in the two? The one. The one. We might need to get Green Bay, Dallas, and Tampa to for a three-way tie, and then we'll have the best NFC record, and that'll give us the one seed. So we're going to need Green Bay to slip up, 
at least once. Um, and Tampa probably get their act together and, and, and win out. So they could potentially be 13-4, Dallas potentially 13-4. And if you can get Green Bay to lose one game, your Dallas Cowboys have home field advantage. Are the number, have home field advantage. But the thing that we can control, win out. Win out. The right. win, win, right. win, win this week, beat Arizona at home, and, and just shoot Philly down. And and we and you do that, you're number two. Let I I think Minnesota Minnesota Dalvin Cook gives Green Bay a lot of problems. They beat them. I'm not you know, they are they've already beat them this year. So I'm not I'm not saying like, hey, you know, we we it, but that'll be I will be heavily watching that game. Sure. I'll be watching that game as closely as I was watching the Tampa and Saints game last night. But I know some other people want to get on, man. Uh, happy Victory Monday. Happy number two seed. Let's keep it rolling, baby. Let's go. My man, appreciate you as always, man. Yeah. Ooh. Send me. I start seeing red. Pun intended. I just, you know, man. Well, I think we have an exceptional group of talented players across that offense. Should be. There's no reason why we're not better down there. Get it together. You get it together down there, bro. It's going to be trouble, trouble. Come playoff time. No matter what ty- what style of defense you want to play. You get it together down there, then maybe I can press this button for uh for the for the for the offense. All right? All right. Let me lock these bad boys up so I can get through the rest of y'all. Um Let's get to 469. Well, I feel like I 469 who this? Twan, man, let me save you. I think because I ain't heard you in a long time, I don't got your name here. What's up, Twan? What's good? What's good, Scott? What's good? Happy to be here as always, man. Appreciate hey, Scott, you. I got man. one question. I got, I, got, I got this one little thing on my mind, you know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody calling me. <laughs> <laughs> let me bring that back. I'll be still with them boys. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. Cowboys fans, man. You have to wake up this morning and be like, no, we the number two dudes right now. Like, I can ask for a better opportunity. I know we want the number one seed, but right now we have to like where we're at, you know. One, we've been winning all our road games this past month, as you probably predicted, because, you know, we've always been well in December. And in this league, man, it's tough to get wins, especially on the road. So, like, how about sure. be grateful that we're winning? Like we are, and not again. We haven't lost in the row, so yeah. Let's just be happy that we haven't lost yet. As far as this offense, I'm not gonna lie with you. Yeah, I am disappointed in it, like especially with the with the slump we've been going through. But I trust the man of the center to get it together, or not even that, even the play, this coaching staff to get it together, because the coach has changed. Honestly, I can I honestly say like this coach has changed. I don't have no doubts. Like I'm like especially looking back at the 2014 team and 2016. I think it's because when we have a defense that one is actually consistent or yeah. an elite. Yes, elite at all levels. DBs, linebackers, and defensive ends in our front line. So, yeah, I, I have confidence that we'll turn it around. Same. Um, I think what I wanted to get to before uh, I head out real quick. Um, Michael Parsons, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bro. Uh, I'm not going to lie, I, I really wanted either Sertain or Horn, but I wasn't mad that we picked him in because I did actually go back and watch his highlights and he had the dude. And when his uh, 
40 time came out, I was like, oh, when was the last time I seen a linebacker run a 4-3? And it's paying off. The dude can play all three levels of the defense. DB, got I'm it. telling you, bro. If, I think he could play safety if he really said, yo, this offseason we're going to focus you at safety. I think he can do it. He, he's that talented. Oh, strong safety? Like a Jamal Adams type role? Oh, he could be Jamal Adams, bro. He could be Jamal Adams. He, 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 basically, he basically Jamal Adams now. Jamal, Jamal Adams don't do no cover in any goddamn way. So he basically him. Yeah, we basically have about Jamal Adams now. Oh, I'm so glad he we bad. did not trade. Oh, I'm sorry. I ain't gonna hold you. I was in the Jamal Adams camp, but when they came out with the price, I was like, oh, I'm out. That's too much. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think we could have two de- de- uh, potential defensive players of the years with Diggs and Parsons? Like, I mean, you te- know, I, I know Diggs. Technically, we do. Technically, we do. Michael Parsons is the defensive player of the year right now, in my opinion. And then Trayvon Diggs was the leader in that camp for like the first eight games, and he's still in that conversation, and he may get a vote or two. So, yeah, we got two legitimate defensive player of the year candidates. That's beautiful. At different levels. What's the, oh, bro, thank you. Thank you. What's the um the interception like record for the season? Like I believe it's like, 14 like, from night, ta- night train lane. So he would need to get a he, – he got ways to go. Three games left. He's He needs five picks to break it, four to tie it. And, and if I'm wrong, I'll let you know. But I think it's 14 from night train lane. Yeah, he was ridiculous. I mean, we, we play subpar quarterbacks, but we don't have that many games left. Yep, only, only three games left. If them boys were smart, they would just avoid Trayvon Diggs. So. Yeah. Either way, we both have all, pro, all pros at each level, so I'm not I'm not sure. Hey, brother, I appreciate the call as always, Twan. Glad you keep checking in with me, man. You've been here since, since day one, brother. Mm-hmm. Keep, keep doing what you're doing, Scott. I'm always going to be watching for sure. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Man, Night Train Lane ain't said that name on this channel. I don't think ever, but I know who he is. Uh, I love the history of football, and I, I, if I'm not mistaken, somebody let me know. Is it is it 14? I think it's 14. Um, Robbie says, Scott, do you think we rest people? I I think we do in um, week 18 if the Cowboys wrap. It all depends, honestly, right? Like if the Cowboys are still in play for a bye, don't you have to play? Like, if it comes down to it, maybe Tampa loses another game or maybe the 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 Packers lose a game or Dallas plays at four, they play at one, and they lose. I don't know, right? If that game comes down to if Dallas wins their number one seed, nah, I don't, I don't rest them. But if it comes down to no matter what Dallas does, they're stuck at three, I would. I would absolutely give Zeke at least a rest. Uh, maybe Zach Martin, keep Tyron Smith out. Just... Rest, rest the people you need to rest. Maybe you play Dak for a half or whatever, but there's so much football left. There's two games till we get to that third game, and, and, and while two in the grand scheme of things doesn't seem like a lot, the impact those games can have, you know, it makes it uh, important. So we'll see. We'll get there. Uh, so Everson Walls has the record for the Cowboys. For the Cowboys. But I think the record for the... NFL is night train lane, right? I appreciate you, man. Uh, Marcus says he donated to the to the PayPal. Thank you, brother. I always appreciate you. In fact, I think we had another super chat I want to get to here. Hard to kind of keep track all the time. Uh, let me see. Uh, David J, appreciate you for the $10 donation. Super chat. 
Uh, he says, first time commenter, you run an impressive live stream. I can't believe you only have 14,000 subscribers. Keep up the great work. Thank you, David J. I, I appreciate that. I definitely try as best I can to run a, a smooth live stream, a fun live stream, an informative one, and an interact- interactive one where you guys are a part of it every day. Y'all basically like my co-host, so uh, I appreciate that, man. Thank you, Stephen Mack. 14 is the record. All right, we got Brandon and then DJ, and we rock it out. What's up, B? What's good with you, G? What's I'm good? good? I'm good, man. Feeling good on this Victory oh. Monday. Oh, man, you know, man, this thing crazy, man. You know, when I sit here and look at Kellen Moore, man, it just, it's really like watching the Cowboys all over again with the Jason Garrett. Like, it's like crazy. I don't know if he, I don't know if he's, if he doesn't have confidence in Dak. I don't know if he doesn't have confidence in what he's calling, but it just, it, usually you can see when people are running plays something's coming. They're setting something up. And I think you put it perfectly a couple weeks ago when he was like, he doesn't have a scheme. He's just a collector of plays. And that's exactly how he calls games. To me, what I would do, I would use the wrinkle that I would use. I would use uh, Amari Cooper the way the Cowboys used to use Miles Austin. Mm. And that's when they would put Dez out wide and they would use a Miles Austin. They would use Miles uh, Miles Austin in the slot. Put Amari Cooper in the slot. Mm. Put Ceedee Lamb outside. Put him outside. Let mm. him use that athletic ability out there. Because I'm gonna tell you why. I, I'm starting not to trust the reads more so with Ceedee on the on 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 the run than Amari Cooper. When you play the slot, you have to be able to know what the defense is doing, and a lot of times. C.D. Lamb's athletic ability is what's helping him win those matchups. But you need a guy in that slot that knows what's going on. And I'm not saying C.D. Lamb is not a smart guy. But he's still young. But I'm saying right now, I'm saying right now, you need Dak to be a more confident QB. And if you can control the middle of the football field. I love this. When you can when you can control the middle of the football field, man, do you do you have any idea how much your defense has to adjust? That's what that's what Brady's been doing for years. They control it with the running game, they control it with the tight end, and with Wes Welker. Mm. And then they were able then they were able to go outside because now you have to adjust coverage. If you look at how the Saints played Brady yesterday, and I'm almost done with my point. I'll let no, you go no, ahead and respond. I'm loving this point. Go ahead. How they um, how they control they adjusted and they took away the middle of the field, and what happened? They had all these one on one opportunities on the outside, but Tom Brady is not a guy that likes to go and attack the numbers and and going downfield. That's not his game, yeah. and it hasn't been his game for a number of years. So me. Put Amari Cooper in this. He's just out there. Only thing he's doing is you're using his route running ability to run freaking hitches and slants, comeback and out route. Like put him in the middle of the field with Dalton Schultz and let them control the middle of the field. And you take advantage of these young boys on the outside. That's why, if you go, if you think about it, that's what they were doing a little bit of when they had Cedric Wilson 
as the third wide receiver because he was exactly that. He was the third wide receiver, but he was the fourth option. You see what I'm saying? And that's why they had more. The, that's why they had more chemistry there. That was just an excellent observation, and honestly, one that I don't think anybody really was thinking about doing. But I think that could end up being such a spark to this offense. I don't even know how I can I'm add to you. what you said because, and maybe, maybe I talked about in the red zone doing that type of stuff with Coop, but you expounded on it even better, man. If you get in between the twenties with Coop in the slot with a two-way go, that puts so much pressure on your linebacker, that puts pressure on your corner, and that puts pressure on your safety to, man, I know they got, you know, the game plan is to do what? Hey, we got to shade Coop. We got to make sure we, we, we shade Coop because he's the one that opens up this, blah, 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 blah. Well, you can't shade somebody right. in the slot. You can bracket them, but then it's going to open up something outside. So, oh, man, just excellent observation. I'm 100% with you. I think I would I would switch the roles. That's probably something that would not happen, but I think that should happen because we always said this, right? Mari Cooper could be a dynamic slot, slot demon. Absolutely could. Man, listen. Go Who's look gonna at cover? You, you going to you gonna put your third wide, your third corner on the Cowboys' best receiver in the slot, and you gonna ask, and you gonna get even if they adjust coverage and double him. Go look. You have Schultz. The, the, you got the your Bills running do. game out of three wide receiver sets, and you got CD Lamb one on one and Michael Gallup one on one. The Bills so put listen. The Bills put Stephon Diggs in the slot a lot, bro. A lot. He's their he's their best route runner. Exactly. He's their best wide receiver. So. I think that could give this 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 offense a spark. And and like you said, it's about Dak Prescott having trust, right? The, the trust seems to be off a little bit, in my opinion. Um, yesterday, I don't necessarily think the trust was off. I think most passes were there, the receivers were there. But in previous weeks, there was a trust issue. But Mark Cooper's been around this league. He knows where to be in that slot. Now, he did have a problem against the Reds or the Washington Washingtons. He, I think, missed a route. But nonetheless, I think I would like Mari Cooper in the slot because I think personally, technically, after the catch, he's a he's a little bit better. Like, yes, CD's a beast in the open field, but if you go look at Amari Cooper, he has more breakaway runs than anybody on our team. I'm telling you, man. I love I'm it. telling you. Like, all I see – yeah, I'm, can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you. Oh, okay. Yeah, all I see, man, I sat back and I was just watching this offense. And I would, and I'm gonna tell you how I, how I, what I, how I uh, brought this up to myself. I was just scrolling. I was just like, man, let me go look at the cutups of this game, and I searched Giants, Cowboys highlights. For some odd reason, it brought up the Miles Austin game when he lit up the Giants, and he was in the slot. And I was like, and I looked at 19, and I was like, that's Both it. 19. Yeah. Put Amari Cooper. Put Amari Cooper in the slot. Because Romo, he didn't trust Dez because yeah. Dez wasn't there yet. And I'm not saying, you know what I'm saying? It was like, no. you know what, Dez, we're going to use your athletic ability outside. CD will use your athletic ability outside on these slants. Witten, Miles, we're going to, DeMarco, we're going we're gonna to control the middle of the field here. That's how they were able to get those one-on-one opportunities. Man, sometimes I wish there was a board where we could just – Type stuff in, and they can see questions from the fans, man, because I swear to you, I really don't think they're thinking about it. I think they're just going with status quo. They are. Amari, on, Amari you're at Z. Uh, Gallup, you're at the X. CD, CD, you're at the Y. Put Amari Cooper inside, and I 
promise you, I promise you your offense will look so – because it'll show it's an adjustment. Even if you're running the same damn route, you cover it differently. Man, I, I, it's, it's so wild that I, I didn't even fathom to put him in there. We were talking about how um, this team, this offense could use a kind of Cole Beasley type of guy in the slot, a Henry Renfro type of guy because they're quick and all that stuff. But you got that. You got that, and he's more you powerful. And he's better, and it's Amari Cooper. We love him. We love C.D. Lamb in the slot because he gives him that one-on-one stuff. But in reality, he's not a slot receiver. He's 6'2", he's 2-something, he's not a route runner. He can run routes, but he don't, won't route you up. He he's The athleticism is what you want to use on the outside for CD, going up and getting it post-route, you know, taking hits, things like that. But Amari Cooper in the slot, I think, would be – I think it would definitely unlock Man, it. I love it. I'm, I'm telling you, that's – man, I would do – I would make that adjustment so fast. And, I would, and, and you know what I see what they're doing too, man? And I know we're getting ahead of ourselves, but to me, as a as a team, when you evaluate yourself, a lot of the Cowboys better runs. A, they're on the edges, and two, they seem to be Zeke seems to be a more confident runner. Just just from my evaluation, when that when he has that McGovern fullback, go get your damn fullback in the offseason. Yeah, go got, get your fullback. Yeah. And develop an outside zone running scheme because if all of these runs are the most successful runs are outside when you're pulling people and when you're moving people, you got to do something with your run scheme and it's not just dive, A-gap, this and that. You know what I'm saying? But I know you got to go, man. But like I said, bro, that's what I would do, man. I hope somehow they just see that, bro, like, Put him in the slot. You do the show with um Jesse Holly, right? Yeah. Ask Jesse Holly. I'm sure you a fan. I mean, you you know. Yeah, that's that's talk a good point. I definitely I'll talk to him off. Often. I'll talk to him off off air about it and see what you know see what he says and I'll relay it uh, because obviously you know we're we're thinking of it from a macro standpoint, but he's been in it from a micro standpoint and maybe he he can give us more insight. Right there with him. Yeah. And uh, and the last thing they got to let Dak run. Well, I don't know if they're saving that for the playoffs, and I know they're not going to do it against Washington. And I'm, I don't want to assume that they're going to beat Washington, but I'm going to say they have a, a really good chance to beat Washington. You're going to have to pull all stops, man, when you play uh, Arizona. You're going to have to if you want to hold on to this number two seed because I think they'll beat the Eagles, but it's going to be a hard game. But you, 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 you can't just go in there doing that same old crap. If you want to hold on to that number two seed, well, the, you're well, going to have to do something. Technically, I mean, we're celebrating the number two seed, but if things hold like we think, right, like if the Cowboys went out and Tampa wins out, they won't get the number two seed because the tie, the head, the, the head-to-head Tampa beat the Dallas Cowboys, so they'll get number two. So the only way they can get the number two is with Tampa losing again. They have to lose. Okay, let me ask you just one more question. Uh, as far as matchups, like I said, I know we're getting ahead of ourselves, but to me, everybody is a fan. They hate when they see Michael Parsons not near the line of scrimmage and when he's playing more Mike Backer. But when you look at it based on matchups, I think the Cowboys are worried about the Giants being able to run the football, which they should have been. Nothing else, but I understand why. Well, when you look at teams like well, you got Randy Francisco, Gregory and D Law back, brother. You're not getting Michael Parsons on the defensive line no more. 
That's not happening. Unless them dudes no, I'm is hurt. Saying, but, I'm saying, but when you have, when you look up, when you talk about matchups with San Francisco, Minnesota, those teams will will force the Cowboys to make sure that Michael Parsons is playing linebacker because you're not, they're not going to have too many third and 13s where you can just line, put him on the line as the fifth, the fifth rusher as they do in that package. No. They're going to be a lot of third and six, third, you know what I'm saying? But because they're a commitment to the running game. I'm third, not saying they can't. Third and six is a Micah lineup at, and go get the quarterback. But I, I hear what you're trying to say. Micah, Micah still can rush the passer on third downs. Like, right. You know, I mean, if they, if they want to elect yeah, to run the ball on third and six, by all means, please do. No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, teams are going to, based off their matchups, because even in early downs versus the Saints, he was on the line. But like you said, you got Gregory. I was just about to say, and there, you got, exactly. There wasn't Randy. There wasn't D-Law. So he had to play more yeah. more at the line of scrimmage. But now he, he can just be that middle linebacker that rushes the passer, the passer uh, every so often as opposed to every down. Right. All right, man. All right, man. I look forward to hearing more of your content, man. You, man. man. Be safe, bro. Appreciate the call, man. Very, very, right. very great take, insightful take. I, I, I love the idea. I do. Um you want to make an adjustment. You want to adapt. That's a way to adapt because the easiest way to take away Mari Cooper and go look is to do exactly what defenses are doing. Oh, okay. Yeah. You want to, you want to be a high flying offense. We'll just put a shell back there. You're not going to get a bunch of big plays from your outside guy. It's usually going to be from the slot because that's where the middle of the field is, uh, is, is exposed. It's open. Um, and the only way to bring them out of a too high shell isn't to continue to air it out deep. That's just going to make them want to keep you back there. The best way to bring them out of that is to, A, get your running game back going to a point where they have to respect it enough to say, all right, we cannot defend this against seven guys, so we got to bring somebody down in the box. Or, B, just can continue to just crush them in the middle of the field. But even then, if you're not yakking it up, right, like if it's more like the Dalton Schultz situation where I catch it, I'm going to get the first. I might get seven, eight, nine, but I'm going to fall down. Teams will live with it. I'm like, all right, you got to matriculate down the field. So a way to maybe throw a curveball into the way teams approach you be, could be putting him in the slot. Because even in a too high, your safety is, is, is looking and, and worrying about Amari Cooper. And even in a cover one, they're looking and worried about Amari Cooper. But – if he's in the slot and they don't expect that, I feel most of the time, I feel like you could get some big plays hit out of that. You can get a safety to say, well, you know what? I've got to make a decision. I might cheat over to Coop. You get, you look off a safety here or a linebacker here. And now you got CD lamb or Michael Gallup down the seam or on a, a deep post or whatever. Right. If they decide to try to bracket Coop, if they don't, now you're talking about Coop getting matched up with a cornerback three. I mean, I'll take it. I love the idea. All right, man. DJ, what you got for us? Hey, what's up, Scott? How you doing, brother? I'm good, man. Hey, man. It's, it's you know, it's a good day. It's a good day. It's, a, it's a, another Cowboy W, so, you know, we can't complain much at all. Um, my take on the game yesterday was basically, you know when you play your little brother at Madden, <laughs> and you kind of the, the game's never in question you know what I mean like the computer will make a play for him here or there but for the most part 
you know, you, you know from the the first snap of the game that you know you're winning the game. That's pretty much the the, the feeling that I got yesterday Same. while watching it. Yes, you know the the Giants had a you know a couple things here and there. There's a couple things here and there that we could have been better at. But overall, that game was never in question. In which it, it's really nice to have a relaxed game because if you're a Cowboys fan for any amount of time over any time span, really we we don't get a lot of those. So that was fun to have yesterday. Um, with with Kellen and and all that the play calling and everything, what I noticed yesterday was the play the run the run plays to the outside. Uh, I think Connor Williams being back in had a lot to do with that because trying to get Connor McGovern to pull like Connor Williams pulls wasn't really working, and you saw that that authority and that power power means nothing if you can't get there, and Connor Williams mm. can't. Mm. So um, with that, uh, it really helped out how they could get, you know, those pulls to the outside to get Zeke some space. Um, and like that other caller was saying earlier, it opened up the middle when they were trying to run up the middle. Um, so, so that, you know, when Zeke scored on that one play, yes, it was early in the game, but they burned them to the outside so many times that they were, they were cheating and expecting that. And that's how that opened up, at least, you know, from my, my initial broadcast viewing of it. Um, a question, uh, you, I noticed the title cause you know, I just see that you're alive and I call in now, brother. And you've covered it a couple of times, but uh, I think you covered it with this last caller. Uh, I'm kind of in and out because I'm at work. That's but right, bro. With uh, us having the number two seed, uh, doesn't that go to the, as a tiebreaker to Tampa Bay if we end on the same record? Yeah. Uh, so I'm kind of confused on how we're two, we're two seed. We're two now because there's a three-way tie. But if we went out, if, if Tampa wins out by virtue of us beating the Cardinals – the Cardinals won't be won't have the same record as Dallas, so there will be Tampa, there will be Dallas, will have the same record, and now it goes to the head-to-head game. So while, yes, we're number two now, it's more so kind of like, hey, I'm just kind of having fun with it, but if things go the way I think they will go, Tampa wins out, Dallas wins out, then it won't matter. They'll be number two. But, hey, man, nothing is guaranteed, right? Like, Tampa just lost to the New Orleans it's Saints. So, and the Packers have to play mm. Minnesota, and they lost to Minnesota – Earlier in the season. So, you know, while, yes, I think that both teams can win out, there's still a lot of important games left to play for seeding. So, Cowboys got a shot, not just for number two, but for the first overall, for number one overall seed. Wait, I'm fair wrong. Enough, fair enough. I mean, they still got a shot. Wait, go ahead. Well, people are saying, people are saying the Cowboys won't get it. I'm sorry. Wait, wait, wait. Let me run this back. So from what I was told, if the Cowboys and Tampa both went out, that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have the head-to-head tiebreaker. Am I am I tripping? I'm just in chat. My bad. Go ahead, bro. Finish. I'll get to the chat later. Uh, and then uh, another thing, like I always end up following up like great points either you're making or a caller before me. I don't know how that happens, but it's always right before I get on. <laughs> uh, but um, I was actually thinking about like moving Amari back out because from CD and the way that he plays, he's an outside receiver. They have him in slot just because they feel that Amari is a better threat outside. And, of course, Michael Gallup is a jump ball uh, master. So, of course, you want him outside the numbers as much as possible. Yeah. But moving into the playoffs where you're going to be messing with these higher caliber defenses and things like that, um, I think that's that's a good move overall just to get, you know, even if they move their best corner to Amari in the slot because, you know, some teams do that now, 
that puts the weaker ones outside. So either way you play that, you're taking your strength and you're moving it where you don't want it to be. I think that's a good play either way. Yeah, I, I would love to see it. You know, I really hope that's something to think about. I doubt it, though. I think they have full belief in CeeDee Lamb being in the slot, and I do, too. I just think it'd be a different, it'd be a different way that teams would have to play you, and I think it could open things up, man. Yeah, I mean, different looks just give you different opportunities, and that's all this op- with as many playmakers as we have. That's all we need is opportunity. Uh, right. Speaking of Dak, and I'll let you go, Dak. Um, he he's been a concern of mine watching him the past few weeks, um, and everybody was making that point of getting the run game going, which it was kind of getting. You know, it wasn't all the way back, but it was about eighty-five percent of what it was. Um, and there was no point yesterday that I was concerned about Dak's decision making and, and uh, just seeing the field and all that. I felt like he, if he, you know, like when he got sacked, that was because CD was supposed to make a block uh, on that sack fumble, and he did it. And well, he fully expected that. Which I think that was a decision making oh, problem ahead, on Dak. Dak. Dak even said he said I, I got greedy. I tried to get it to Mari Cooper. Instead, I should have just threw it to to Michael Gallup. So I'll, I'll credit Dak. I'll credit everybody on that. But Dak, no, he should have got rid of that. But but I'm agree with you 100. percent Otherwise, from that that point on, or before that, he was fine. I thought I thought he 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 played within the offense, took what the defense gave them. We just couldn't convert in the red zone. That's where everybody kind of got out of whack. Hey man, look, I appreciate yep. the call, good yep. brother. Yes, sir. Always, always. Enjoy the rest of your day, man. Victory Monday. So I may need some clarity on what's going on. I was under the assumption if the Cowboys and the Buccaneers finish with the second best record in the NFC, that it will go to the Buccaneers because it's a tie between two teams and a the tiebreaker between two teams is head-to-head matchup first. Am I wrong? I thought I was, I thought I was, I thought that was correct. Now, if there is a three-way tie for the first seed. Or second seed. If there's a three-way tie, it goes by conference record, which the Cowboys have the best conference record in the NFC. And if they go 13 and four, Tampa goes 13 and four. Um, and let's say the Packers go 13 and four, Dallas will have the number one seed because in a three-way tie, it goes to the conference record. So can someone clarify that? I mean, I see people saying I'm wrong. <laughs> Some people saying I'm right. I'll go to my handy-dandy trusty Stevie Mack. I know he'll look that up. Um, why is it wrong, Reefer? So the Cowboys can have the number two seed if the Bucks and the Cowboys tie with the second-best record? Well, if the Rams go 13-4, and four, yeah, well, we weren't talking about the Rams. But if the Rams go 13-4, and four, I don't know what that means for... Okay, no, because the Cardinals would be then 12-5. and five, So the, the Rams would be the fourth seed right yes the fourth seed so that will create a a three-way tie which is again like i said if there's a three-way tie for the number two seed it will go to the best conference record so then it will go to dallas but my scenario was if dallas and tampa have the second best record in the nfc just them dallas and tampa then the cowboys will be number three because tampa has a head-to-head tiebreaker so i think that's correct the only way conference record comes into play is a three-way tie. We're number two now because of the three-way tie. I don't disagree with that, DC Reefer. Well, my scenario is if we have a, t- a tied record for number two C in the NFC with just Tampa and us. 
don't know, I'm not sure if you're understanding what I'm saying here. You're so you're under the assumption if it's a two way tie, so you'd be wrong, DC Reefer. If there is a two way tie for the second best record, it goes by head to head matchups. Thus, Tampa would have the number two seed. If the Rams went out, which I don't even know what their schedule is. Let's see here. Let's see what they got here. I know they're going to finish with a division game at the end, but so they play the Niners at the end. They play Baltimore and they play. They got Seattle on Tuesday. They moved that game. I I completely forgot. So they got four games left. So Seattle, Minnesota, Baltimore, San Fran. There's a chance they might lose a game. So maybe I'm kind of just dismissing the Rams. But if the Rams win out and they go 13 and four, Dallas 13 and four, Tampa 13 and four. Um, and then the Packers are number one seed. Dallas would have the number two seed because of the three-way tie. I know, I know, people's heads are spinning right now, but I think I got this right. I think I got this right. <laughs> um, I'm trying to see here, man. I'm trying to see here. So, uh, still a long way to go. You got three more weeks of football left. You've got four more games for the Rams. So the way they've been playing up and down, they could potentially lose two. Uh, we'll know more, I think, the week 17, week 18. I, I still believe this will come down to the final week of the season, y'all. I do. I do. I know Jason said I'm lost. I know, bro. I, I thought I explained it the first time correctly, but then I kind of questioned myself because I've seen people in there. Um, so Reaver said if all teams went out, yeah, if the if again, if it's a three-way tie for the number two seed, the Dallas Cowboys will have the number two seed. But that's not what I was saying. If Tampa and Dallas went out and the other teams lose along the way, other teams meaning the Rams and the Cardinals, which they would, then Dallas won't get the number two seed because of a two-way tie, which means head-to-head. Got it right now. I think we get to go. Then we get to go. With that said, I know there was a lot of confusion at the end there, but nonetheless, I think this was a great stream. And my, and my computer just cut off back on me back there. That's all good. Um, you guys were dope. Uh, usually we go long on these Monday afternoon or Monday morning shows discussing uh, what went down in the game. So I appreciate you guys jumping through. I appreciate the calls. The calls were great. Uh, the donations. I appreciate those. As always, you guys are, are extremely supportive and uh, keeps me coming up every morning. Keeps me waking up and getting here. So I thank you all for that. Tomorrow we will do. Upon further review, we'll look at some of the tape from yesterday. Maybe I'll sprinkle in some defense, mostly offense, though. See where things went good. See where some things went, went awry, right? And uh, we'll break all that down live on air. Uh, I keep seeing this, Scott. Kill, kill, kill equals running play. Kill, kill. So, kill is just basically audibling. They give them two plays. If, like I see you want me to get to this. There's two plays. Usually, they get in the huddle. Kill means they're just going to run another play. It can either be a run or it can be a pass. It can be left. It can be right. Uh, it's, it's essentially just an audible to the opposite, usually, of what you're doing, be it run, pass, pass, run, left, right. So that's what kill is. Um, to know the specifics, the exacts, you'd have to ask somebody that's on the team to give away the game plan. But I do know they get two plays in the huddle, and he can kill it to another play. All right, man. Go ahead and press this button, man. Y'all were great, like I said. Appreciate y'all rocking with me. Make sure y'all tune in tonight. A to Z Sports Primetime. My guy, Mauricio Rodriguez, breaking down some more of this victory on this Victory Monday. 
Dallas Cowboys, 10 and 4, currently number two in the NFC. Make sure to check out A2ZSports.com slash Dallas for all your Cowboys needs, man. Appreciate y'all. Truly do. Peace. Shout out to Stevie Mac, the mod guy. I want me some glory hope.